Recorded live. Salam. Born on the record, this is Minister Shedrick Ben Israel, and welcome to Thursday night fellowship line. The time now is 7 11, uh, and the day's date is December 8, 2015. I do apologize for one on the record uh, for my tardiness and the delay of the show. Um, May I find out who's on the call this evening? Okay. Um, well, until they get here, I'll um, just open up the show. For the last couple of days, I'm not really uh, sure what's going on, but apparently there's been a series of shootings in uh, France. And obviously, it's been pretty big. Uh, let me just uh, pull up one of these things. Okay. I guess that's the wrong one. Okay, so apparently this is one article in relation to the uh, shooting in Paris, France, uh, a couple of days ago, and um, there was uh, the name of the article or the title of the article is Paris Attack Suspects Were on No-Fly List Terror Watch List. Um, it says two brothers wanted in the terror attack on a French weekly they killed 12 people Wednesday had long been viewed by United States officials as potential terrorist suspects, prompting them to be placed on a no-fly list that banned them from boarding commercial air aircraft into and out of the United States. Um, United States counterterrorism sources told uh, Yahoo News. Uh, Sharif Kuachi, 32, and his brother said, oh, that, I guess it's, it's Saeed, 34, <laughs> had both been entered into the United States government's terrorist identity data map environment system, a classified master database, database with more than 1 million names of individuals suspected of possible terror, terror ties. Hmm. Ah. Uh, um, that's pretty interesting. I'll touch on that in a minute. Says, uh, but the sources said information about the Karachi was viewed as serious enough for their names to be forwarded to the FBI's terrorist screening center. For entry on to a number of government watchlists, the Karachi's were then placed on a no-fly list, the most restrictive of the list with about 47,000 names. A person placed on that list is viewed as a threat to civil aviation or national security, a United States uh, official said. The official declined to say precisely when the Kalachis were placed on the list other than that they had been on it for years. The United States official also declined Thursday to say what information prompted the watch list watch listing. But according to press reports, Sharif Raji uh uh, came to the attention of French authorities 
uh, as early as 2005 when he was arrested in connection with a case involving Farad bin Yassou, a radical preacher who gave sermons calling for jihad in Iraq. Farage was brought to trial in 2008, and according to the trial testimony, he had become radicalized. He had become radicalized by the United States invasion of Iraq and the later images of detainee mistreatment in, the, in Abu Ghraib prison. He was convicted and given a three-year sentence for being involved in a network that recruited young French Muslims to fight in Iraq, but was then released because of the time he spent in pretrial detention. Now, this is the article that I have here, and it's talking about these two brothers who were placed on this uh on this terror on this terrorist list, and the name of this terrorist list again is uh, Terrorist Identities Data Map Entertainment. And from what I just read, this thing has at least one million names of individuals suspected of possible terrorist ties. That's interesting. I didn't even I've never heard of this system. This is the first time I've had uh, heard of any of this uh, any of this uh, article or that system in particular. And um, it's that's uh something that kind of itches me a little bit because the last couple of days and the last uh couple of months there were a couple of shootings um that happened uh to men of the uh, I guess you could say uh, cops um domestic and abroad. Uh, this, I guess, assuming this would be the uh, this is the second case because this is the second case for a cop being shot, but this is the first case for a, sh- a, a cop being shot uh, uh, internationally, where it was related to uh, Islamic terrorists, and um, something just seems a little bit out of place with this whole thing. Uh, just a couple, just about a month ago. Uh, a fellow was uh, said to have shot two police officers in New York, and um, he later turned on himself. And this is all before he uh, shot his girlfriend. And apparently he's supposed to be uh, a Muslim or some sort. Now you see uh, another case where supposedly Islamic terrorists shot to police officers in France. And might I add, this is right around the time that the Islam that the Islamic uh or I guess you could say Islam is basically being persecuted in Europe right about now. And um I just thought this was really interesting uh to keep up with. Maybe uh we had to come back to it a couple uh, another time but um Again, I'm going to ask, uh, who's all on the uh, line tonight? Shalom, Ima Shalom, Shalom, Minister. Shalom, Ima Uh, Did you try to uh, call in earlier? Yeah, I've been calling a couple other people, yeah. <laughs> okay, that's that's fine. I do apologize. I still been a little bit late. I do want to apologize for that. We like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm here, and we're all here tonight. Uh, did you hear about this uh, shooting that took place in uh, Paris a couple of days ago, Ema? Yes, sir. And then another one just happened, too, where some cop policeman got killed over there. 
or shot or something, yeah, just right after that. And let me ask you another question because now this is all, this is really interesting. Did it have anything to do with Islamic terrorists? Uh, this this last one, I don't think they said anything, but the one where the, the two gentlemen, you know, went into the, the cartoon place, they saying that does, you know. And then, Maya, and I just thought about the, the, the shooting that took place uh, about uh, a couple of weeks ago where the brother uh, left Baltimore after he, uh, you know, claimed his, his, uh, the mother yeah. of his children, and then he went to uh, New York three hours away from Baltimore, and he just basically uh, blasted two police officers while they were supposedly on duty in retaliation for uh, the Eric Garner and Mike Brown uh, case or whatever that is. All this just seemed a little... Well, first of all, what do you think about that? That doesn't seem a little bit odd to you. Yes, yes. It, It just seems too... Uh, that all of these things are happening, they all seem to kind of be like related to Islamic ter- to uh, mm-hmm. the terrorists of Islam. Yes, it does. Yes, you it know, does. Like, yeah, and, and and I'm not a, a, a fan of Islam, or um, and and I don't knock it. I mean, I don't really think of it much. I just think that there is a there's a defamation campaign going on uh, for the uh, religion of Islam, and it's basically being uh, duped out in the media. And it's not looking good because people are having some type of uh, insight about uh, religion uh, where they've already had some type of strife about, you know, for years. I mean, they've already looked at uh, people who dealt in Islam as uh, terrorists for years, but now this just kind of just, with all that's going on with uh, Eric Garner and uh, Mike Brown and all this other different uh, civil unrest that's going on, you think that they don't, we don't need another incident where it almost looks like they're race baiting. Mm-hmm. It's like they'll find any way to basically. I mean, I, it looks that way. I I don't, you know, it, it it may not be right, and I may not be right at all. But it just seems too, it seems too suspicious. But I just keep an eye on it because it's just too often now. It's like another shooting, two cops. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, let me guess. Are they, are they Islamic? Are they Muslims now? Oh yeah, you know it. It seems like it's too obvious now, and there's got to be a reason behind it. But I leave that alone for now. Eventually, if it does come back up, I'll say something about it. But all, uh, yeah. I don't know um, who else is on the line. You might want to check. I, I'm not. You know, it's, I'm signed on to the um, site, but it doesn't say it's recording at the moment, so I can't really get in there. Oh, okay. That's odd because it did. It started recording. I, I started recording like probably seven eleven. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, okay. maybe it'll pop up. Yeah, it's you might want to check and see who else is on here. Is there anyone else uh, joining us this evening for uh, fellowship? Yeah, Shalom. This is Eric from Travel Judah. Shalom. Shalom, Brother Eric. Thank you for joining us this evening. Are you all right, brother? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's cool. Right. Brother, did you hear 
about these shootings that uh, took place in Paris, France. I, I heard uh, Andrew had uh, told me, mentioned it to me uh, yesterday. Okay. Emu Yaru said that there was another shooting that took place in the same area. Um, and it just, I was pointing out to her that it seems all too, uh, something seems a little bit off or something seems a little bit uh, sketchy about the whole situation because, well, from the two shoot, from, with, considering the three shootings, two of them had uh, Islamic terrorists. Or one of them, the first one was the guy who was in New York, shot the two New York cops. They wanted to say he was a Muslim. Mm-hmm. Now, the, the second guy, these are brothers, they shot two cops in Paris, France, and they're supposed to be linked to Islam. And I, I, she just uh, mentioned uh, not too long ago that there were a, uh, another, there was another shooting, but I don't yeah. know if it's comic related. But uh, you, it was a female police woman that got killed. The second Paris shooting. It looked okay. like she was a uh, Negro or something. Okay. She was, she was a Negro. Okay. Mm-hmm. And this was in Paris, France, right? Mm-hmm, right after that one shooting, yes. Okay. This is. What do you think about that, brother Eric? <laughs> you don't see like you don't see something there, and maybe it's just too early on to catch it, but. Uh, I'm, is there is it's like a whole the, the uh Bin Laden build up again. You, you know what I'm saying? Like that's what it like. It's like a it's like there's this campaign to. Let's go to the. Let's start a war so we can get over there in uh, East now. Let's do it. Cause you see what I'm saying? I I sense it, but I mean, it could be just our imagination again. Cause you know they're good with playing with. They're good with playing with illusion. But I mean, obviously, there's something going on when you have shootings uh, back to back, but and they all seem to have uh, a catalyst. And this catalyst just seemed to be that most of the shooters seem to be linked to Islam. And I'm not saying that, like I told Ema, it's not, you know, I don't think much of Islam. I don't consider it bad. I don't consider it good because I know, you know, a little bit of history about Islam. You know, I've never dealt with it. From, from being here, I understand it. I don't understand why there's such a lynch campaign into or, or a smear campaign for uh Islam right now because they have, you know there uh there are Muslims being persecuted right now in uh Europe all over and people are speaking out about it right now so it's been it's been a heated last couple of weeks um and I just thought all of this was just too it was too noticeable. But then again, you know, we just leave we leave some uh room there for, for doubt until another uh shooting happens and then they link it to Islam. Then we know something is up. <laughs> we know something is up. But uh they ain't talking about the uh the guy who threw his daughter off the bridge in Tampa. Uh, wow, what was this? Uh, this was uh, I think yesterday. 
Are you serious? Yeah, in Florida, uh, a man in, uh, I think it was in uh, St. Petersburg, a guy runs past the officer going 100, he get on the Tampa Bridge and he, Tampa Bay Bridge, and he throw his daughter, stop the car, throws his daughter off, and uh, oh, off the bridge, wow. and keep going. It's a lot of uh, Caucasians cutting up, and they ain't hitting the media. They ain't hitting the So I'm, mm-hmm. I, I was, I was when when you said that, I was thinking maybe they to keep the media off of them. They throwing that up. Yeah, I see that. But but you know who else ended up in the media? Um, the royal family. Yeah. Oh, did you hear? Did you hear about was it Prince Andrew or whatever his name is? He's he's being late to uh, underage. Uh, yeah, underage rape. Mm-hmm. And just what happened. There's another guy by the name of Darrowitz. He's uh, being linked to under. And Darrowitz supposedly is a uh, a lawyer or a, an attorney of some sort who was accused of sleeping with a girl named Virginia Roberts. Who uh, is a under a who who basically was a teenage escort, or she was a prostitute, and her her, her, her uh, procurator was a man by the name of Epstein, and Epstein basically just was indicted. He just basically uh, confessed to uh, being a procurator. Um, and procuring underage girls. Basically, he was he was uh, uh, slave trafficking, and they wanted to link Prince Andrew to Epstein because the girl, the girl was seen taking a picture with Prince Andrew, but the girl is listed as one of the uh, uh, solicitors uh, in the case for Epstein. And they're all over, like ever, like Nancy Grace. She was like, "I'm trying to understand how is it that Epstein gets to keep, he gets to stay in his 16 million dollar Malibu house uh, when he's been indicted." Uh-huh. Yeah, he like there's like he only spent. I think he had 18 months. But he only did like 16 months or something, or six months or something like that. And they're letting him stay in his Malibu house. She said, "I don't." She said, "No, he's supposed to be behind bars." Mhm, mhm, mhm. So it's a lot of this man is this royal family that been under fire for the last year or so. That was yeah. just earlier this year. It was reported that they was running out of money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, actually, the the queen had um, turned her. You know, supposedly uh, last year had turned her, you know, uh, everything over to her, her uh, what is it, Prince Charles, or I think the oldest one. <clears throat> but because oh, she okay. was kind of like under indictment for the uh, killings back long time ago uh, up there in Canada. You oh, know, for, for those, those Indians. Uh, for those children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That came up just recently, Emma. It was back last year, too. They had in, yeah. Actually, there's, there's a site where they had indicted her and some of the uh, other people that were involved. Well, that's funny you brought that up because and that topic, yeah, that and the Pope that came up, um, that came up a couple of weeks ago, if I'm not mistaken. They were saying that they were responsible for taking these young children on, uh, on yeah. some field trip, and yeah. then some of the children never came back. 
Right. And, yeah, I heard about this years. I heard you, as a matter of fact, I think it was you or Brother Andrew who yeah. brought it up, yeah. but it came yeah. back a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And yeah. now there's the whole thing with Prince Andrew. I'm telling you, man, it's the most high, it, The most ties that operate and work, you know, because oh, I've been yeah. reading a couple of history books on, you know, uh, the transformation, you know, things going down when a nation, according to the most high, when a nation, you know, gets out of hand, you know, then the most high steps in, you mm-hmm. know. And, and I think that's what's happening, you know. <laughs> you know, there's nothing we can do. I mean, it's in his hands. Revenge is his. Obviously, I mean, we're seeing the shift take place right before our eyes. Yeah. And this piece is upset. Um, we definitely have to keep our eyes open to the news and what's going on because it's a whole lot going It's It's so much going on that we can get lost and we can get lost in what actually uh, is really happening with this country. And I know that their uh, America right now is, you know, uh, shifting their uh, shifting their power uh, slowly but surely with China, you know, and that's not really even talked about in the news. But they're talking about it all over the, you know, they're mentioning it here and there in the article. It's it's a lot going on. Um, we definitely. Um, we definitely should keep up with what's going on in the news. You know, uh, in the scriptures, I can't recall it right now. I'll find it, though. It says, um, keep your eyes on the on me, M-E, but me, M-E would be Middle East. You know, when the, the most high stress is keep your eyes on the Middle East, that means me. Keep it, you know, you got to keep your eyes on him. See, he, he, he's, he's getting ready to, um, you know, put forth his wrath upon those who are in abomination and, you know, against the laws of, uh, you know, of mm-hmm. uh, what he has put down, thou shall not, you know, and it's it's coming to pass. And this is this is not, you know, we know our creator doesn't lie and he, and he, and he, he doesn't change. So it's like that 360 start at one point, it ends up back at that same point. So uh, it, it's inedible that, that things are going to transpire like this. And as Brother uh, Eric said, he said that the people they're 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 just acting a fool right now, you know. Mm-hmm. I think they're going back into a dream state like we went into a dream state because we're learning law, history. We're being the students now. Blah blah blah. Oh yeah, it's coming back. It's it, the nature is shifting right where we basically need it to be. Hopefully, everyone wakes up in time in order in order to uh, to um to consider the changes that's being made uh, as nature is starting to shift itself because you can, if you don't take, uh, if you're not uh, aware of your surroundings, the change can kind of throttle you. Mm-hmm. It can make you, it can make you, it'll make most people freak out. Mm-hmm. It really, it's like, it, it's no different than like when they, in, you know, kind of impose technology or what they call technology on people with cell phones and uh, new wave of computers and all this other different stuff. And there were people who couldn't really understand, like, well, I don't know how to use a cell phone. I don't know how to use a computer. Most people couldn't adapt to the way way of life. You see people get depressed. They start killing themselves. 
they they can't cope with things. They start being a lot more antisocial. These are, I, you know, these are things that you started to see with a lot of people back in like maybe the early eighties and nineties and stuff like that when they couldn't really well. I'll probably say maybe go a little bit earlier than that, maybe the 70s and 80s when people really couldn't understand, you know, what is this? Why are we moving so fast into computers and all this other different stuff? And it'll be the same way with this government and the way that it's shifting in the politics that's shifting along with it. People are going to be confused, and they're not going to understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. I want to throw something at you. Yes. Um. I noticed that whenever things like this happen, these these little catastrophes that happen, I noticed that the stock market goes up. <laughs> <laughs> you don't say. Yeah. How, what made you come to that conclusion? Well, I watch it. You know, I go and look at it. You know, um, I keep up with it. You know, like the Dow, the Dow is up. Um, you know. You know, everything goes up at this particular That's time. That's an interesting I observation, that. huh? That's a very interesting observation because I didn't pay attention to the uh, to the stock market. Well, think about it now. If we got the stock market, and you know what, the, you know how that's transpired. Then could you not say that you know if if we're in debt to China and they need more, you know. Uh, FRNs or you know revenue to 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 be able to give to China because you know a lot of people all over this this continent and this nation uh, are beginning to be on disability food stamps no jobs blah 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 you know and that energy is not being spent so w- what would they have to do to create more you know <laughs> you know what I'm saying that's the way I look mm-hmm. at it now. <laughs> hey, I, I, I I mean I mean that's an interesting thing to bring up because I want to. And and one thing about it, I mean, I guess it would be easy. I guess you could consider something like that when you have people in. It's well, I guess it's no different than them scaring you into buying things. Eventually, mm-hmm. when they scare you into, when they put you in this state of fear or this state of emergency, everybody's going to go out and they're going to be buying stuff. Mm-hmm. And when you buy stuff, all that transpires is. That transpired as growth in the economy. There's a there's an instant boom for people buying and needing things immediately at that moment, and all this other different stuff. But um, mm-hmm. and, and, and not to interrupt you, but I like to interject also something else from another observation. Down here in Kentucky, we have the you know Kentucky Derby, the horse racing, and yeah. you know uh, I have been back behind the scenes with you know the uh, trainers and horses and. A lot of times they have that inside scoop on who's going to win, and, you know, they do that betting and, and things like that on that horse or, you know, the rider or whatever. And, you know, a lot of times when it deals with the stock market, if you're if you're uh, going all over the con- the world and you're putting out, you know, different stocks and selling them and buying them, then, you know, you're going to have those in power that are going to bet on this or, or you know, purchase that. or And in incidents like that, you know, it just creates a um, – you know, a market for more revenue coming in. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, they're creative. I mean, they've been, <laughs> doing, they've been doing this for a while, so I figure if they if they want to get more money. They all they got to do is put people in a uh, uh, state of uh, state of emergency. Mm-hmm. Everybody go out and start buying stuff now, but um. Mm-hmm. 
Because you know the oil prices that went down, so that was uh, an issue. Oh yeah. Uh huh. In certain areas of Savannah, is like, like there's this gas station in uh, uh, in Garden City, which is like a it's like a, a separate little city, not even maybe 15 minutes away from where I live. Their gas is like a dollar and ninety one cent now. It's just relatively cheap compared to some places in Savannah. It's like two dollars, uh, two dollars and uh, forty cent, two dollars and ninety cent. But like over where I'm at, it's like a dollar and ninety something cent. Uh, the uh, the highest is I think that the the highest gas is like two dollars and ninety something cent. I think that's like mm-hmm. the, and it's, it's things are relatively cheap. I guess they're trying to get. I guess they're trying to get people to spend money. And it almost and it also made me think about something. They could have been they could have been lowered those gas prices. They can, mm-hmm. can they can regulate those gas prices to be whatever they want it to be. Mm-hmm. 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 But now it's the beginning of the month. They want people to go out and spend money or whatever because the holidays. Man, when I speaking of that man, it's dead here. Mm-hmm. Like we had terrorists come all over. For New Year's and, and, and Thanksgiving and uh, Christmas and all this other different stuff, whacked out holidays <clears throat> that we celebrate. And now it's like it's like it's like apocalypse. I mean, there's nobody here. Right. Is is it really did, does look like the date of winter here in Savannah? And I guess that's because everybody's all spent out. They 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 fix their trust me they're plotting and they're planning they're planning around everybody's income tax and they waiting because they know somebody got some money somewhere but I don't think people's gonna be spending this you know spending like crazy you know unless they're put in a, a state of emergency this year because everybody's trying you know everybody's pretty much aware of what's going on as far as uh the economy and all this other different stuff, so people might want to try to, like, save and stuff, but then you got the idiots out there who will spend, they'll buy 10 pairs of shoes and let their hot water get cut off. I mean, mm-hmm. and that's just how some of us are, but I, I, I mean, right now it's like business is real slow. This is everywhere, especially in Savannah, but um, mm-hmm. you're going to Yeah, it's obvious. Mm-hmm. Um. Brother Eric. Yes, sir. Have you heard or do you keep up with uh uh this whole issue with Palestine and Israel? No, sir. I don't I don't keep up I I I rarely be watching the news. Oh okay. I rarely watch the news. I, I was gonna What's going on with what you what you got? Well, I know that I know. Just last week, we talked about how. Um, okay, we were talking about how uh, Palestine was taking Israel. They were going to file war crimes against uh, Israel, or whatever. But they were denied. Well, no, they were going to. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were yeah. going to try to uh, pass a, a Palestinian state. My bad. They were going to try to formulate a, a Palestinian state and try to. Uh, tried to uh, default the uh, occupation of Israel mm-hmm. uh, within the next three years, but 
uh, the uh, the EU said, no, that, that's a no-fly. We're not even going to do that because, you know, they haven't even had their elections yet. We don't want to do anything before their elections and all this other different stuff. But now, now the Palestinians are trying to join, the, and they just filed an uh, application to be a part of the International Criminal Court. Yeah, they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just saw that. So I was just like, they figured, hey, we can't. <laughs> We can't, see what Israel did? Huh? Did you see what Israel did to them? Didn't they place sanctions on them? They they won't give them their money. Yeah, they um said that they won't get. What did they? How did they say it? they won't give them like the someone some hundred million two hundred some million or something for taxes or something like that for 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 just you know to run that 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 area to pay their employees yeah. and things like that. They won't give them. Then he said that that he's got thinking of other things to do to them, for them signing. Now, that points up to a, a guilt, don't it? It does. It does look like it's pointing up to guilt. But one thing I've, I've kind of observed about the Palestinians is that they pretty much stuck to the same story for a long time. And it's, Israel doesn't need to be there. We don't want you there. We're going to get you out of here because you don't have any affiliation with the people of that book. So stop claiming it. You know what I'm saying? And that's always been their whole thing, which kind of lets me know that those people honestly mean, they mean business. And they, they're, you know, they're right about Israel. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. They've always been consistent about Israel's place in that land and the Palestinians' place in that land. You know, I in Iran, even though none of them, uh, by bloodline, well, by bloodline, yes, but we all know that the Palestinians are not the original, those aren't the original uh, Arabs, and we definitely know that the Israelis, who are calling themselves Jews, we know they're not even, uh-huh. you know, by bloodline, they're not even affiliated with that land, so, uh-huh. but um, I guess this, uh, this is kind of like a, uh, a slick way for the Palestinians to, you know, because once they join the international uh, criminal court, then they can, that's another way that they can kind of get in and try to uh, at least try to get some type of uh, uh, prosecution against Israel for something. I know once they don't, I know that they didn't mention it in some article, but when I saw it, I was just like, man, but the Palestinians, they really just don't give up. They really are going to try to get those folks out that land, and they uh-huh. don't care how they get, they don't care how they get them out. They just want them out of there. Uh-huh. But um, that's I saw that the last couple of days, and I was just like, well, obviously there is a shaking, there's a shaking in the kingdoms and all this whole kingdom, Israel, Europe, and America. They're feeling it, uh-huh. and it ain't not long. Don't have much long before you start to see this kingdom collapse, mm-hmm. and it's tragic yep. though because they built such they built such a kingdom supposedly not like any other kingdom before. <laughs> so, um, but uh, you know when you try to live, you try to establish government outside the laws of the Most High, or you try to take the laws, but then you don't want to give him credit. Yeah, you risk losing your government. So. Says they try to be like the most high. Basically. Yeah, yeah. 
I don't know who else is online. You might want to check. Well, until then, we can just throw topics out there on the uh, floor. Um, phone on the record. This is Minister Cedric. Um, I'm now opening up the floor for any other topics. Anybody uh, want to just talk about anything What's on your mind? Um, feel free. The floor is open. <laughs> I don't know who else is on there. You... Brother Eric, you have anything you want to share uh, since we've been on break or uh Oh, I'm just I'm just ready to get back to school. I mean, it's been a long boring break. <laughs> it's been a depressing break. You know? Oh man, brother. Not depressing. <laughs> yeah, depressing break. Is it you because know? it's winter? Sir? Is it because it's winter? No, 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 because it went, uh I I got involved, I started going to school and then in November and then we just went straight to break. I was like, wow, that's, right. you know. Again, yeah. the didn't have to stop, so it, it was like, Don't wow. worry. When you get in, <laughs> when classes start back, I guarantee you, you won't be as bored. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have plenty to do. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've been working. I've been working on a lot of stuff uh, for the nation. And uh, I was, uh wanted to ask uh, uh, Brother Bernard, uh, more in detail about uh, what we was, you know, supposed to do for the, uh, how can you, how, what do you, uh, the, radio. the radio. Okay. Well, he should be, if I know Brother Bernard by now, I'm pretty sure he'll be on here. There's probably not a time where he, he won't ever be on it, and he usually comes on probably around like eight, a little bit sometimes. So he should be on it for at least. Um, I noticed that it's always been like that. I kind of had that same, well, no, I mean, when I first got in the nation, I actually came right around the beginning of the year. So I had, I, I, I see like my first year, I've seen maybe, maybe three semesters. <laughs> I had like three semesters in the first year. So, but I know my first, you know, after my first semester, it was just kind of like, damn, like, those weeks went by fast. And you just kind of, when you done bonded with your brothers and sisters in the nation, you're like, yeah, now you feel whole again. Because, you know, you're, the energy is there. And when you're in class and you have that energy floating around and you're, you're able to be amongst your peers or, or amongst your brothers, who thinks like you? It does. Things aren't so boring. So I I can agree with you somewhere in that, brother. But I know the one thing that has uh, kind of been keeping me preoccupied, well for me that is, is this is that Bible. I must have read that Bible. I've been reading the Bible for like the last couple of days. There's been times where I just don't go to sleep. Because I, I would just be up just, like, studying it and picking it apart and just trying to figure out, like, what is it that you're trying to say? I know you're trying to say something, but I can't figure out what is it you're trying to say. And I pray on it, and I'll sleep on it. I get back up, and then I read it again. So that's just kind of, like, been me. That's been, like, that's been since I got in the nation. I've just been doing that. 
So, I mean, like, seriously, I've been like that since I got in the nation. It will be times where I literally don't go to sleep till like, 5, 6 o'clock in the morning. Sometimes this could be right after I get off of work. I just jump right into reading the book, and then I don't go to sleep because I just this fascination with trying to figure out, like, what is it that they're trying to say? Or why are they saying this? Or what's the science behind this? And why, are they, why, why have they written it like this? That book is so puzzling, but it's it's a good read. I think that's the best book anybody could possibly have. But that's a I said several times since I've been like reading it, that book should have not ever really been duplicated. Like it should not be amongst these Gentiles because they have screwed up enough. But to really see what it actually says. I don't think you. I don't think our ancestors even really wanted it out there like that, because that book says some stuff, and you'd be like, "I didn't know it said that. I didn't know that was what it was getting at." But that's a whole other topic, man. You know what about you? How's your break? Are you saying me? Yeah. Uh, basically reading and studying, and you know, same old mo. <laughs> same old mo. So basically, you know, really nothing much to do, but. Uh, you know, be observant of all the things going on, and like you said, result back to our, uh, you know, constitutional Bible, you know, and 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 see what what he's revealing, and you know, what what we need to do to make it to the next level. Yes, indeed. Mhm. You know, that's about it. Oh boy, if this is not just fate right here. So we were just talking about Palestine, and it says. Palestinian says international criminal court prosecutor can examine alleged war crimes. <laughs> I can't say these Palestinians are uh they are not they are not about to have it. They're trying to get these folks out. They're like, look, if we if it takes us to join the criminal court, we getting these bastards out of our land. But they've had support though. The Palestinians have had They've had the international uh, community speak out and, you know, uh, was it Abbas? That's the guy who's over the uh, Palestinians? Right. He, I mean, he's had, uh, he's had a good bit of people speak out in favor of Palestine. And um, it's been good on their behalf. Of course, Israel, they still have their, uh, they still have their little, uh, foot soldiers out there. Don't live Israel. Anybody who tries to oppose Israel will die. I'm like, mm. okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah they're, they're hardcore. They don't want to give up the land. But, they, you know, the, 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 the thing about it, ever since they've been there, the land has not been as fruitful or peaceful, you know. Oh, mm. You know, we went away. The people that was there at one time went away, you know, black, quote, unquote, and, and now they're, you know, and they're white, so... It's not going to be no peace in the land. It says it in the scriptures. It's not going to be no peace until they get the heck out of Dodge. You know. I guess that's why they found them new planets. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Is Brother Andrew on here? I guess he hasn't got on yet. You you said new planets, brother? Yes. Would. Could you elaborate on that a little bit? What what new what are you talking about? Uh, brother, brother Andrew had mentioned uh, they found eight new planets. 
second. Oh, they always find something, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for real. They're finding everything with what they need to find. Mm-hmm. And that's their way back to the, and that's the way back to the most high y'all. They have you know what I'm saying? Like they can go out and find planets. They can mm-hmm. go out and find all this other different stuff. But what they will not find what they don't want to go back and find. And which they already know is there. They're just trying to really escape from actually having to deal with it. They will not come back to the law. Like it's I mean, I don't care what place you're uh Whatever destination it is that you think that you can go and escape your judgment, you ain't going to get far. Uh-uh. I'm sorry. They're saying that they, there was another article just a couple of days ago talking about they shouldn't be looking at Mars. They should be looking at the moon. Uh-huh. Like, why? It's not going to save you. <laughs> <laughs> you well, ain't not another form of that ice you about to get. I'm telling you, man, and they really are passionate about trying to find all these different... If they're really passionate about finding all these planets, they better hope they can get there soon enough. Because I'm telling you, if the Chinese come over here and do to them what I think they're going to do, it ain't going to be so nice, man. But, uh, I mean, like I said, they want it on themselves. Well, it's in operation now because, you know, you have the brick. We talked about that. And uh, yes. China, China has teamed up with Russia, Africa, South Africa, Brazil, and uh, India. You know, mm-hmm. they've teamed but, up. So, brother, they they call it the Goldilocks. Mm-hmm. The Goldilocks. Uh, the Goldilocks. I'm looking at it right here. Oh it's boy. Dead. Yeah. What are they saying about it, brother? Uh. To be considered habitable, exoplanets must orbit within the distance of their stars in which liquid water can exist on the planet's surface, receiving about as much sunlight as Earth. Hence the Goldilocks zone. They call it the Goldilocks zone. Too much sunlight and water would boil away as steam too too little and the water would freeze. Amongst the eight scientists say two are the most similar to Earth of any known exoplanets to date. Most of these planets have a good chance of being rocky like Earth. Lead lead author uh, Guglielmo Torres of the CFA says in a release. Mm. Yep. Oh boy! Well, they calling it the Goldilocks zone. <laughs> that, that that goes, brothers, uh, uh, Cedric. Don't they go to you know when you discover something, you put lay claim to it? Yeah, pretty much. Man, oh man. Well, all I can say is I wish them the best in trying to get there, and 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 if they can get there. Before this is all over with, because I'm telling you, they're not gonna get far. No, that's the one thing. The one thing I know, the one thing I started to realize is that no matter how far the enemies of the Most High tried to get away, whatever, whatever, whatever they, whatever cleverness that they thought that they can, 
they can try to, or whatever craftiness they thought that they can basically try to use in order to escape their punishment, it never passed. And I mean, they were the they were the smartest of the smartest. I mean, look at Nimrod. He built the Tower of Babel. But you see how far he got. And I'm sitting here thinking, like, don't you fools see the pattern that's being laid out for y'all? Do y'all not see? I mean, and I guess that's why they're trying to find these these uh, planets so fast. They're trying to find any place that they can go because they already know if if <laughs> if this God of Israel is what they're saying it is, we don't want to be here. <laughs> you know? He does not want to catch no flying hailstones mm-hmm. or no hailstones. We do not, not want to get. I'm telling you, man. That's not logical to... thinking, because you know, if if this this God of Israel is all in all, he 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 and he's you know he's overall he's over exactly. them planets too. Exactly, and this is why I can't. I don't understand why it is that they're so intrigued with trying to go to the moon. When I'm just thinking where it can be, they can. It may have. It may look like it's a standstill now, but what if they get on there and they strike something? And I'm just thinking it's out there in space where. I mean, you could probably uh, an asteroid or something might fly into it or something like that, and just knock the moon right off the axis. I mean, you just never know, man. And these folks are putting all their hopes in that mess, but. Long story short, it ain't going to get far. They aren't going to get far. Yo, speaking of this, getting far, uh, Officer Tobias showed me a video the other day, and I and it was so interesting. It's titled The, the Rothschild Family. Uh, money and something else, I can't remember, but the most interesting thing about it, uh, he well, first thing he he gave me kind of like a disclaimer. I forgot what the disclaimer was, but he did tell me he say fast forward uh, twenty two minutes, and so I did. And in the twenty two minutes, it talked about the Rothschild, Baron D. Rothschild being regarded as the as the leader of the tribe of Judah. Saying that he is the king of the tribe of Judah, and said that he controls war and peace. And this was written in some newspaper, like back in like the eighteen eighteen, uh, what well, was it, like eighteen thirty to eighteen ninety something. I can't, I can't remember. It's either like between eighteen hundreds and nineteen hundreds, but it stated that Baron D. Rothschild was the king of Judah. And it was like, whoa. He said, yeah. He said, so they already know. Like, all, and, and they basically got it, said that their plan was to uh, institute this new religion, which is a banking system. The banking system is their religion. And this religion, it, in, all, in all honesty, is usury. Wow. It's a system of usury that they try to uh, perfect and use as uh, a new religion. Mm-hmm. And wow. saying that 
it will basically say that when the uh, the morale of the you know of religion defuncts, uh, the new religion is basically going to uh, well because the 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 laws of religion won't be able to uh, keep the people in control, but this new religion is going to basically supplement that. It's going to basically take the place of what religion actually does, and they're saying that religion actually controls. But this new system can be set up as uh this which which they're, which I rationalize with it as a system of usury, uh, is, you know, this new religion that they got going on. Like, they recorded this. I was like, so, I mean, these these people already understood. But, like, the video basically tells you how they, uh, how they were able to come into power from nothing. All this started from Germany. Wow. Mm-hmm. All this started from Germany. But it says that Baron D. Rothschild is the king of Judah. Mm, the identity theft, huh? Yeah, exactly. I say, wow. I say, well, get what? Sorry, but somebody lied to him. Mm. Brother, we, we have, um, uh, well, there's two on the Internet on the in the chat room, guest seven, and then Kine, or Kine, 27, but we also have South Nevada and West Washington State on there as well as us three. I know South Nevada anywhere. That's just the um, that's just the rule. <laughs> Sister Ruth, are you there? Shalom, family. Sock Bernard. Bernard. Okay, brother Bernard. Wait a minute. Shalom. How you guys doing tonight? Great, great. We're awesome, brother. Wait a minute, Good. brother Bernard. Are you a South Nevada number? No, that's no, Sister, I'm, Sister I'm Ruth. I'm okay. Okay. Well, if you're there, and all the, because I can't see, cause I don't have the uh, the switchboard up or whatever. Salam and welcome to Thursday Night Fellowship <laughs> to those who uh, I did not uh, announce. What's going on, brother Bernard? How's your uh, how's your week? Man, I'm blessed, brother. Just uh, you know, trying to stay consistent with the fasting and. Um, you know, trying to study as well when I can. You know, life is um, part of that package. Is you always got to stick with it. So, you know, despite um, obstacles that we have, you know, it's a blessing to um, have the energy and motivation that the nation gives me. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just trying to be a role model and example to my children and uh, love my consort. I'm just blessed, brother, and it's a blessing to be on the call again tonight with you. And um, you know, other than that, I'm just maintaining. How are you? I'm as I always am, man. Man, uh, I'm just blessed to be here, blessed to be amongst my brethren, and just blessed to just to be here. Absolutely. I know that means. I know that. I mean that that that's a whole nother undertone. But I am blessed to just be here, to be Absolutely. in the nation and be amongst you, brothers. And you sisters and Ema, and just Absolutely. to uh, just to enjoy doing what I do. All praises to the Most High. Uh, the the floor is open, brother. If there's anything you wanted to um, you know, to discuss, I did want to say something. When I came in on the call, I heard you talking talking about that Rothschild or Rockefeller. Rothschild. Well, um, 
I um mentioned to Ema and Brother Eric. Oh, by the way, Brother Eric uh wanted to discuss something with you briefly. I'll I'll make this very brief. Um I was mentioning to them that uh Officer Tobias showed me a video uh, about the Rothschilds family, money and power. That's what it was. Money and power. The Rothschilds family, money and power. And the twenty two minute marker, it announced that uh, from this old newsletter or some type of uh some some type of uh British paper or something like that that Baron D. Rothschild was the king of Judah. <laughs> yeah. It says that Baron D. Rothschild is the king of Judah. <laughs> so yeah, that was um that now, that was very interesting news I found out. Um, and uh, yeah, considering because we all are familiar with the Rothschilds and what they do, and you know that says that war and peace is basically in his hands. He controls all of it. He, when he when he says move, it moves. <laughs> um. Man, I got something to really speak on on that. You know, just listening to you and a, a couple of minutes of the conversation. Now, the scriptures are crystal clear on Judah not uh, using any usury to, you know, the 12 tribes. We're not supposed to charge our brothers and sisters no interest. And here, and here they are as, the, you know, the bankers, and that's all they do. So mm-hmm. it, just, it just validates uh, what... You know, Revelation says about them pretending to be us, and, and man, that's just so vivid right there. Yeah, it's there. It's there. <laughs> and um, uh, the letter was written um, June, I mean February. The, he sent it to his brother, uh, February twenty eighth, eighteen fifteen, and he, you know, it says as long as as a house is like yours, and as long as you work together with your brothers, not a house in the world will be able to compete with you to cause you harm or take advantage of you. You know, for together you can t- undertake and perform more than any house in the world. And he's saying that, you know, that he is of the bloodline of Judah. Mm. And and also they're they're the, supposed to be the only ones in the world that are trillionaires. Yeah. Yeah. Next to the, um, next to the Rockefellers, isn't it? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. Also in the video, it talked about how the United States, uh, under this new uh, this new banking system that they had, became part of the international monetary system. Mm-hmm. And say that uh, what's the guy uh, Woodrow Wilson? He um, he kind of like was a pawn in it all. Like they kind of solicit him to enforce the Federal Reserve. Um, I think it's like the Federal Reserve Act. They tried to establish it before, but it went by another name. But then uh, some guy named William Taft, he kind of like brought down the first Federal Reserve uh, Act or whatever it was because it was renamed something different. But then Woodrow Wilson, he went against him, and I guess they like in some type of elections or something like that, and. Woodrow Wilson, uh, kind of, uh, when he got elected, he brought forth the uh, the Federal Reserve Act, and uh, 
I guess he and a couple, they also talked about how these other different, uh, a couple of other people were involved in some type of backdoor meeting in Jekyll Island in Georgia. Apparently, this is where all of this, um, all of these, uh, this new transaction of America basically becoming part of international monetary system, uh, or being in the hands of the, uh, the uh the international bankers came about and then in like 1931 uh the united states went bankrupt and then the international bankers basically became the the holders became the lien holders for the united states and then in uh, 1933 they announced it in their little uh house joint resolution 192 uh, bankruptcy act and 119 uh 193 uh, 1933 act Man, it's just crazy. I mean, everything is coming together. I just keep thinking when it's all over and done, it's like, well, who do we go after first when we decide to take these bastards to court? And who, I mean, like, honestly, all of them need to be out there. Queen, said queen, uh, the pope or the office of the pope, the Holy See, the Vatican, so-called Baron D. Rothschild. I mean, all of them need to be prosecuted together, if you ask me. But um, um that's a, that's a thought. I should have kept that to myself. But I can't help myself. Uh, there's a website uh, that talks about the Rothschilds, and it has the House of Rothschilds in Israel, and that they're the king of the Jews and all that good stuff. Uh, you know, I'll post that, you know, in, in the uh, chat and uh, try to get it on the thing. But, you know... <laughs> Wow. <laughs> if you can't email, because I tried to post something the other day on the uh, on the uh, site blog, mm-hmm. but it wouldn't let me do it on my uh, phone. Go mm. so look up the video. Um, what is it? The uh, what is it? Uh, the Rothschild family money and power. Mm-hmm. And then uh, could you post that inside the site blog? Because I couldn't do it. Okay. What is it called? The Rothschild family and. The Rothschild Family Money and Power. Okay. It's a really good video. I mean, really good. Okay. Okay, I got it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a really good video. It's, that thing, it really... Hey, one second. Brother, Brother Eric, are you there? Yes, ma'am. Uh, Brother Bernard's on there if you want to uh, inquire about anything. Oh, I just wanted to uh, go in, uh, ask him how far we need to go in debt and what what it is we need to send him for the uh, radio. Shalom, Akdisak Bernard. Um, you know, like as of now, we're just gathering a talent pool. So whatever it is that you specialize in, um, and then also if you have a business. So so let's say let's start first with your business. If you do have a business and you like to promote it and you have a website, contact information, we'll be more than happy to help you do that. And then secondly, we're looking for talent within the nation to uh help us uh do interviews with, with artists. Um if you do spoken word or if you can sing or if you could, you know, do anything like that, any sort of talent that you may have. 
Um, you know, we're looking for um, artists, entertainers as well. But um, if you have family members that would that you think would be um, capable of doing interviews, and the only thing they would need to have is their their phone with the microphone on there, and you and you know, being 21 years of age and attractive and intelligent, and could um, interview people. Um, keep that in mind. We're just building a talent base right now. And uh, just trying to build within the nation and see who do we have. So, if that kind of answers your question, um, be more than happy to uh, send you some more information via email. Yes. Okay. Man, while I got you guys on the line, I was curious as to uh, how uh, any of your processes were going. You know, administrative processes. I want to share uh, one of my victories with you while the brothers looking up uh, his information. About uh, two months ago, um, you know, I've been uh, battling uh, the child support office and uh, trying to get these debts wiped out. And um, I was able to find out from uh, this woman that worked at the, uh, the state office here in Washington State that was asking, inquiring, how does the paperwork look? You know, so I know, like Brother Priest teach us, we always start off with an affidavit. So I was able to get a hold of how the document looked. And um, got the docu document typed up, and I sent it in. I waited the 90 days, and um, I went and pulled up uh, a current balance, and it said 28,098 days, uh, 90 days later, it said zero balance. So I'm like, man, that stuff works. So I just want to share that uh, that little small victory with you. What did and you do? I, do an affidavit of um, yeah. So I did an affidavit of debt, uh, affidavit of payment in full. That's how I entitled it. And so, for example, the child's mom would say, "I Jane Doe received payment from John Doe, paid in full on such and such date." She signs it and date the the, the mom. Whoever has the children has to uh, fax it in to the uh, location. So it, it, it went off. Let me start over again. So it's affidavit of payment in full, and it will say, I, Jane Doe, received payment from John Doe in full on January the 9th, 2015. Uh, and then you would put that account number of the, uh, the accounting information on there, and then you fax it in. In 90 days, it works. Oh. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's, that, that's awesome. Yeah, so I was like, wow, 28000 I didn't have to go to the bank and take out no money. Process wow. work. Mm. Uh, did you come up with that format yourself? Um, I kind of came up with it myself. And then also, too, I forgot to add, uh, get it notarized. So you know how yeah. you, when you dress your document up, you, you leave the notary part down on the bottom. But, yeah, that was pretty much it. I actually have – I put it in my child support folder, so I would definitely – Put it, uh, send it to you in an email. Okay. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's wonderful. That is wonderful. Yeah. yeah, so it does work. <laughs> wow. That's just wonderful. And then it's a relief, too, isn't it? <laughs> oh, man. You know, the Most High has been restoring me ever since I came into the nation. You know, I was, uh, for a while I wasn't seeing my children. I have three sons. You know, my oldest is 21. He's in college. And I have a 17-year-old and a 13-year-old. Wow. And, and since I've been in the nation, I mean, I've been restored. I, I, mm -hmm. I see them. Uh, we talk on the phone. We email each other every week. So uh, there was a, 
a hole in my heart when I came into the nation. I was wounded, you know, going through life. And so, uh, you know, being in the nation, uh, Ema, it, uh, you, you transform from a boy yes. to, a, to a man. So mm-hmm. it definitely wow. is a blessing. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that just shows you that, you know, the Most High is real. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That is wonderful. That's wonderful. Of course, I, you know, I'm I'm doing a few little things administratively, uh, you know, with different things. And, you know, I, I got them going. And, you know, I mean, I, I, I find the most um, <clears throat> significant thing about it is to speak the truth. You know, and um, present your, you know, present yourself as confident. And, you know, eventually they're going to have to give in, you know, because that's the law, not the legalese, but the law. Absolutely. And you learn how to put that paperwork together. You know, it used to be that mm-hmm. fear of you didn't want to make no mistakes on your documents and you didn't want to, um, you didn't want to do anything incorrectly, but you, you learn how to how to put your documents together. That's what I've learned, and um, it gives you confidence. Right now, I'm doing a, a, a mechanics lien. I'm doing those mechanics liens process, and I'm helping somebody uh, with a foreclosure in the family. So it's like I, I'm doing my administrative stuff now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's to be continued, and I'll, I'll keep you informed on how it goes. That's wonderful. Yes, please. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's, that, that's that line got his courage back. <laughs> exactly. Judah yeah. standing up. That's right. That's right. And, oh, and no. they, they don't like it. They don't like it. You but know, they, another thing, too, um, you know, I was always, when I first started out, I used to have problems sometimes reading uh, the Bible because it was, I don't know, it just seemed like it was such a hard read. But since I've been here in the nation and, you know, the brother taught us how to define the scriptures and how to have that Bible dictionary handy and how to look things up, you know, so when I'm conversating with friends and family, man, the scriptures just flow right out of my mouth and I'm not even, you know, I'm not even trying to remember anything. It just comes right out. I have these, uh, some, uh, in this neighborhood, the, the Jehovah's Witness, sometimes they come house to, they come house, to house and the guy came over here a couple of days ago and he looked at me and said, man, I'm a Hebrew, brother. Uh, you know, I got a, I got a folder on you guys, so I know a little bit about your information, and you know, we do, I did I do a little little things different here, and uh, so he tried he tried to uh, get me in the conversation for a few minutes, and so I let him know you know, where I stood, and you know, as far as the theocracy with the Most High, and we didn't participate in some of the things that they did, and man, that brother was running out of here, you know. <laughs> it's funny. You know, you you get armed with the with the truth, and uh, it just makes it a little bit easier. Mhm, mhm, mhm. Yeah. That is wonderful. Wow. Yes, we are blessed. We're very blessed. Uh, we, we're very fortunate to be in, in the position we're in right now. And I, I I I'm just so happy for you and us, really. Wow. Yes. Absolutely. I'm trying to. You know, one of my things was staying current and what's going on. You know, I heard the brother talking about the Rothschilds and the Rockefellers, and we all know what they've done and since, since the ancient times, how they've been raping us. So, like, my mindset these days is, you know, I, I only want to build with, with uh, the 12 tribes. I only want to have business relationships with, mm. with within the nation. I don't want to deviate outside of that because they, we know how they do business. They're going to mm-hmm. steal and rob and get you in the end, so what's the point? 
Right. So it's like you you know you want to learn within your within your region you know who you want to do business with and like for me I'm uh, I'm being honest here I think in the end when things get really bad uh, we better have strong relationships with the nation we better have a relationship with Ishmael and we better have a relationship with Moab because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they got the Definitely money with Moab mm-hmm. yeah and they got the money and they and deep down they know they know Judah they know Israel. So, you know, you need to learn that Chinese and learn, you know, learn a couple languages, learn how to speak Hebrew. I'm actually taking a Hebrew. I got a deep a disc that I put in. I try to speak a couple words every, like, 20 minutes every two times a week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. so trying to learn my little stuff here. Yeah, because, I mean, you know, if you really look at the Moabs, they, you know, I happen to see a... Um, a gallery today on the internet of pictures, and they had uh, the Mongolians and Moab, Noabs, and they had uh, a caption underneath of as a female and her child, and they were saying they're, you know, mysterious race of people, you know. And it takes me back to when, you know, the tar- the, the call of nobility and how, you know, Brother Priest uh, speaks of how they came about. So, you know, I mean, it's amazing how everything is tying together. Yeah. It's just, it, it makes it so much easier, doesn't it? It really does. And when you know your history, it's like, you know, they descended from Lot, and, you know, these Arabs descended from Ishmael, and we all from Abraham and from Shem. So we do have some kindred amongst us. So we got to um, encourage those relationships and, uh, you know, and, and not deal with this enemy of ours because, I look at this this constitution. I look at how they've treated the tribe of Gad, the tribe of Ephraim. Everywhere they went, they've killed and destroyed, and how they de- they devastated us. So I'm not trying to do no business with none of them. Mhm, mhm. You know, and it brings me back to the thought: if we taught, you know, a certain percentage of knowledge to them, just think if we just gave it all to them, this whole planet would be destroyed. Absolutely, absolutely. And they don't know no other way but to follow their playbook, which is to rape us. They're to, and it says in their Talmud, they're, they're, they're to leech off of you. It says it in there. And so I it's like, I don't, I don't understand how we always trying to book dance in front of them and smile in their face and act like they're going to treat us different. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. you know, we have, to, we have to really, and this is what I love about this nation, group economics, mm-hmm. that is the way to go, and we ought to keep building Yes, yes, you know, because we know them parasites are out there. (laughs) You know, and and, and to think about it, you know, I don't, I I really can honestly say this. I'm a trendsetter, and a lot of things that I've, you know, set trends, I've seen them on a, 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 you know, global, you know, on a a national scale, you know. I mean, because if you go in shops, you say certain things, or they see you do certain things or wear certain things, and then they steal it. They they just steal it, you know. They've been doing that to us forever. Culture thieves for real. That is for real. Mhm, mhm. Thieves. Speaking of, hello. Can can I be heard? Yes. Speaking of culture, um, I I was on Facebook um for the last couple of days. Um, I deleted my um. Uh, my personal Facebook account on behalf of the new January, uh, or on behalf of the new uh, terms and conditions that they had. Um, 
I noticed that there seems to be uh, a lot of debate about the Ten Tribes. And there are a lot of people who have the history, like they have it like right there in front of them, but they really can't make, they can't, they can't really connect the dots. I see a lot of people still saying that uh, the Ten Tribes, they came from the Bering Straits, or, oh, they came from Africa. Oh, they're, uh, they can't be, there's this one guy, he busts out and said that the Ten Tribes, he said, we know they remain in Africa. He said, because you can't basically change your your nationality over a three-year period and all this other different this other different stuff I mean, it's just it was just so much and I'll just keep thinking to myself well did you guys ever really consider that they had that the ten tribes may have been ransacked that they may have been conquered that they may have been uh colonized by someone prior uh you know when they came over here uh after they left the Syrian captivity like, have you ever thought about this? And I think this is why, you know, when when I came to the nation, it was so easy for me to really grasp the information because it really just made sense. Don't get me wrong; I understand the whole Bering Strait, but then you have to understand there were more. There were those those migrations were connected to other people as well, but our people are. They're they're so lost with the information that they're receiving, and they figure if they read like a couple of books, then you can't speak to me about that because I know I know what I'm talking about. I know what I'm talking about, and I've seen this day in and day out on Facebook. And I was like, this 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 conscious movement is going to destroy a whole lot of people's minds because a lot of people are developing like these ego thing, these little egos where. They're comfortable in the the truth that they've learned out of some of these little books that they've actually been reading, um, but they're still confused about the ten tribes. I've even seen where somebody was just like, "Oh, I think that we should re we should we should uh we should redo the the ten tribes list. We should do that because we know our brothers are in Africa. And we know the ten tribes are in Africa, and I was just kind of like, well, that may be true. There may be tribes that are in Africa." But what we do know and what we have come to learn is that 909. Thank you. Big chicken. Thank you. And what I have come to learn is that the people who are here on this said land were incorporated. And mind you, they were incorporated right around the same time that we were incorporated. They spoke Hebrew. We were known as Jews. You understand what I'm saying? Why are all why does all this tie in together? Because we're all related. And we are all designed and we were all brought over here for a specific purpose. It doesn't mean you understand what I'm saying? Like it's just no coincidence that you have the history of the ten tribes and then you have us coming over here in the slave trade and then all of us are trademarked. And we're owned by pretty much the same people. And and we were all treated in the same fashion. Mm-hmm. 
So it's really no mystery anymore as to who's who. Mm-hmm. And I think the only reason that people really are still debating this stuff is because they really have gotten to the point to where they can't do anything else. They don't want to start a government, so let's continue to debate with each other because that's all we really can do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what it seems like now. Like nobody wants to come to terms with what's actually been put forth. They say screw what the East Coast prophets have put out there. And I'm not saying that the East Coast prophets may have been all the way right, but what I know is that ever since I've been in this nation and I've been studying what I've seen, everything seems to add up. Mm-hmm. Everything seems to add up. Mm-hmm. And so if there is something isn't, you know, if, if something seems out of, if something seems a little bit off out of the way, like maybe the culture around some of uh, the history around some of these cultures, then maybe the best place to investigate or the first place to investigate is the scriptures because that's pretty much the recorded history of the old world anyway. And that's telling you who's who and where they migrated and how they dealt with each other in commerce. People seem to keep forgetting this stuff. And I think this is where a lot of our brothers and sisters always seem to fall short is when they don't consider the commercial practices of some of these people who done been here before them and how they dealt with each other. But I just thought that was pretty interesting. And, oh, by the way, that I don't know who's been on Facebook lately, but if you posted this little, uh, this little disclaimer about as of January such and such, such I do not give Facebook the permission to uh, share my images or whatever it is, there was a, a news uh, piece about this just a couple of, maybe a day ago, and they were saying that, that that disclaimer does nothing for you. It does not affect the terms and conditions of Facebook. They say what you should do is you just need to consider the previous terms and conditions. If you do not want something to be uh, used that you consider as intellectual property, do not post it on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I just had to throw that out there while we're on the public record because uh, Facebook basically supposedly updated the terms and conditions and people were, like, posting this disclaimer out there for Facebook saying that they didn't want Facebook to um, use their photos and stuff like that. But Facebook is like, well, sorry, we have terms and conditions. And you activate those terms. You, you, act, you enforce those terms and conditions when you use our services. I just had to throw it out there, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, sorry, a lot of people have been hoodwinked into believing that mess. Yeah. You, you know, you're speaking of hoodwink. I want to throw something back at you as far as these incidents that have ar- arisen, uh, especially the shooting in, in Paris. Um, you know, they're saying, and you can go to the Internet and look at it, they're saying that that was a hoax also. Hmm. They got they got absolute proof of it, and they're talking about Paris needs to stop that stuff, and, 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 you know, they're showing, you know, the video. And what what brought to my attention was how could someone, you know, when this shooting occurred, there was somebody up on the roof filming this. Well, so how so convenient? You know, just like the 911 was so convenient to catch the planes going into the building up high, elevated. You know, so they're saying it's a hoax, another hoax. Hmm. Are we surprised at that though? I mean, because they said the same. They said the same thing about uh, 
Poppy. Um, the guy who supposedly shot those two cops in New York. Mhm, mhm. They yeah. said the exact same thing, and 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 they proved it. Like they showed the young man who shot the cops. Like after he died, they were saying that his shoestrings. Like before he died, didn't have his shoestrings in the shoes. But right. then when they put him on the when they had him on the gurney, mm-hmm. his shoes were laced up. Both mm-hmm. of the shoes mm-hmm. were laced up. And they were like, "Well, where did he get the shoestrings from?" Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm just figuring that they maybe just been two different people, but I don't know. And then uh, 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 Mr. Gardner's wife, uh, she gets on Nationwide TV and says he's lazy. <laughs> oh wow! I didn't hear that. Oh yeah, the, you know people are raging about that. Said, you know, she's on there interviewing, and they said she's. That she said she actually said he's lazy. You know, so and then the when when Trayvon Martin was shot, it was just that to me was just. I mean, it was, <clears throat> that was just wow to me that whole yeah. scenario. But do you remember last week when I busted out and I said I said that. <laughs> Was it uh, Gregory bust out and said that um, he said he was probably one of a few a handful of people who said that he did not get shot, that he probably died from this codeine mixture with Skittles tea, you know. And that was the first time I had ever heard about uh, codeine and and Skittles and and tea because I don't I don't do that stuff. So I'm just kind of like, who does that? Like, well, is this a new thing that they've been doing? You know and you know, they were saying that the parents collected this insurance policy off him a month after he died. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know, yeah, that a lot of and, this stuff is sketchy. And they say they got it from the uh, the uh, the complex, you know, where they live. Now, why would they have to pay the money up? Hmm. Wow. That don't that don't make sense. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. I guess nothing makes sense. Nothing makes sense when when it's when it's when it's a proven fact that it's going to confuse you anyway. So, I mean, I guess that's why it doesn't make sense, because the intent of it wasn't for it to make sense. And I guess that just goes to show you that it's, it's sloppy as it looks. It's very – it's thought out. It's a purpose behind all of this. Um, and to keep everybody confused while they try to mastermind this, this, this shift in their, their sovereignty – I guess they said, well, we can't give them heed that they're about to be traded, so we'll create all these calamities and keep them at bay while we go ahead and and and, and hand them over to these Moabites. Well, I hope that works out for them, because if the Moabites get over here and just say, screw y'all, we won't, we gonna, we're gonna, get, we're gonna pay you guys back. For all the ill treatment that you've done to everybody else, I mean, they might get take that into consideration. You never know, man. I mean, you just never know. That's how nature. That's how natural law works. What you put out is what you get back. And I just think that just because they give up their little straw man and trade them over, that don't mean that their hands ain't clean. I figure the Moabites probably, the Moabites will probably consider all the things that they've done. And say, well, we're gonna put you in the sweatshop too. <laughs> so that's interesting. Um, but yeah, I yield. It's cold as what here. Shalom. This is Art Bernard again. Um, 
you know, you said a couple things earlier I want to add on. Uh, you know, growing up here in the United States, and uh, a lot of our brothers and sisters are not aware of the Ten Tribes, and that's because of the um, educational um, platform that they went through, whether it be uh, what grandma and grandpa and, and mom and dad taught you in your neighborhood or if you went to the school and you get taught how to think left-brained. And so you're getting a, a indoctrination that is uh, hiding your culture from you if you are a descendant of, you know, one of the 12 tribes. So the educational system that you go through, you're not going to know, and then also you're not going to know where to go look. And so that's why these books that are... Mm-hmm. These books that are recommended to us, like uh, From Babylon to Timbuktu, that book does a good job of showing you the migration patterns and um, where each tribe went. And then also mm-hmm. uh, Nature Knows No Colored Lines, you know where your where your ancestors went. And then because they aren't aware of the Apocrypha, and, and you know, that also shows the migration patterns, we, we have to give them a um, – we have to give them tools where to go look and uh, and then hopefully we can we can bridge that gap on that. So and I just want to uh, say that, and I open the floor mm-hmm. up to that. Mm-hmm. That's true. I agree with you. Uh, I think you know once we understand that you know the books are not kryptonite to us, and that that's our history. And you know, because I get a lot of books. Um, that speak of, you know, Jews or this, that, or other history. And, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to be able to uh, um, take away who those people are today and put our people in that place. And, you know, you begin to understand more about who you are, you know. And mm-hmm. uh, I agree with you on that. You, we have to give them the right uh, direction which to go to get the resources and idea. That's um. That's very interesting, brother. Um, I was just sitting here thinking that you have a lot of um, we have a lot of parents who um have gotten so codependent on the school system, the public school system, to teach their kids and to uh to basically teach their kids about who they are and not considering the fact that the people who they're trying to get them to teach their kids history is they they are giving them a watered-down version of their history and the history of the world and the history of themselves and the history of uh, their government. So the kids are not really getting a thorough, they're not really getting any type of education at all. What they're getting is a bunch of lies, but the parents, especially in our community, have decided that, well, as long as the kids aren't in my hair, that doesn't make it doesn't really make a difference to me, and that's the problem. Especially when you're, that's going to be a problem for a lot of these young kids, considering the fact that they've gone to school most of their entire lives from, from from, kindergarten, kindergarten, garden to uh. 12th grade, even college, or what they consider higher learning, or normal school, those kids are all jacked up because they don't they don't know anything about themselves. They can't go to a book and say, I'm a, oh, I'm going to go and read a book about me being uh, uh, Hebrew or uh, other tribe of Judah, because they don't put that in the book. 
And then there's books out there now that it there are books out there like Babylon and Timbuktu, like Brother Bernard mentioned, you know, that talks about this stuff. But you, they will not put this stuff in school, not even on black, not even for Black History Month, so-called Black History Month. They won't do it, and you know well, that's brother. Okay, can I can I ask you something? Okay, yeah. when we when we identify them as kids, would that be one of the reasons why? It goes like that, you know, and it's for us to start. I, That's no, right. I mean, well, you know, I, and and you're right. When we identify them as kids, you you that could basically have something to do with it. Mm-hmm, that vibration have, that we put out there. Yeah. You know, and now, now let me ask you, if, if, you, if you know anything, okay, can you can you really go back in time and really start focusing on when, when you know, the children were labeled as kids? Because every time I turn on the TV, read, hear the radio, everybody's saying kid, 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 you know, and mm-hmm. we know back in the antiquity, especially when they had the uh, tabernacle was built out there in the uh, wilderness. Uh, you have the most, I mean, the court roundabout where the uh, priest goes in there and sacrifices on the altar. That altar was right there in that gate, out there in the gate. Well, you know, uh-huh. they always put a goat or a kid outside of the the village or, you know, the, the, the tribe, and that was a sacrifice or it was, you know, to take away, you know, those sins and things. So mm-hmm. I think... I think, you know, what what we're learning in the nation is to learn how to use the, and I'm not focused, you know, I'm not saying that towards you, I'm just saying in general, you know, it, it's an ongoing process to be cognizant of how we talk, because what we speak vibrates out, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Just like every time we touch that fiat, you know, uh, those ones that, that create that fiat, you know, make actually make the the, the, the paper money. Uh, you know, each time they, they they got this thing that if they people touch it, you know, that it's going to give that significant power or whatever to it. So, you know, I guess what we have to do is start really learning how to talk, you know. Oh, yeah. You were right about that. Let me, I want to add something on there. This is Doc Bernard again. Yes, Ema. And and for all the future future listeners on the uh, on the call, you know we're called in the nation here to uh, use the correct correct language, and we do know that kid is a baby goat. And when you go into the and you go into the dictionary and look up what a a goat is throughout the scriptures, that's what it's referred to as a as a kid. So we want to be correct in in our language here on this call, and um, keep up the great work with that. And I yield. Most definitely, brother and Emma, you you definitely right. It's all about like when we first got in this nation, the first thing we were learned or uh, that we were taught is that in order to make a man, you give him an education, and that starts with words. And it's what we're saying to these children or our offsprings, you know, that have them so disillusioned about the truth. If we don't sit down and tell our children what words mean and how they operate, then they'll they'll continue to walk around and continue to use words like female dogs and M and Fers and they'll think it's okay. Oh, because see, this is normal. Mm-hmm. Well, no, mm-hmm. just because it's prevalent doesn't make it doesn't make it mm-hmm. doesn't make it okay. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, I think you you guys are right. You know, it's a it's the power of words, and once you and start I like to, to oh, good, I'm sorry. You know, and you you think about it, you know, in those terms. Um, once we, you know, because we used to speak many languages, 
And this English language that we're speaking is, you know, kind of, you know, not our language is kind of new to us. And, you know, of course, we're labeled with, we talk Ebonics and things like that. So, you know, we have to be cognizant and, and start realizing that uh, our linguistics are very important on how we project ourselves and how we portray ourselves. Do you not agree that, you know, that's something that we really have to put in our minds. Like Brother Bernard said, we got to start using that right side thinking, you know, because that subconscious, it, it's there. It, it has all the encoded, you know, messages and, and, and knowledge that we need. We just got to start applying it. And I tell you, I, what I started doing, I learned, taught myself years ago how to write with both hands. You know, that gives me an opportunity to exercise my right-minded, right-side thinking, you know. So, Actually, I, go ahead. Oh, no. I, well, what I was about to say is I, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, as, I was, as I was stating, we have to start becoming a little bit more uh, responsible. That's why uh, we're, well, responsible for what it is that uh, we tell our kids about themselves. Um especially when it comes to their history and especially when it comes to allowing someone else to tell them about who they are in their history. Because another generation like this and our kids, well, and our children, again, you see what I'm saying? It's the power of words. Our children will still be calling themselves things mm-hmm. like kids mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and female dogs. Mm-hmm. And a whole lot of other different things that they're, thank you, pretty much very ignorant about. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and, you know, we eventually now, that's what's happening here, like right here in this nation. We've pretty much been reformed. Mm-hmm. So that now when we're getting ready to, Deal with our kids or our children. I apologize, and and educate them, or inform them about who they are. It's more easier now because we can sit down and tell our children, "Hey, this is why you're not. This is who you are. You're a Hebrew. Why am I a Hebrew? Or this is who you are. You're an Israelite. Well, why am I an Israelite? Well, because your ancestors." who are linked to this book, such and such and such, blah, 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 you give them the history, and you show them how to break down the history by breaking down the words and showing them how, why you break down the words this such way and why they mean the way the things that they do. It's it's, going to become a lot more easier now when we, you know, invest this type of, you know, invest in this type of study and deal with our children and and re-educate them because this system has them all messed up. It really does, and and it it also does increase this whole thing of self hate that's going around. I yeah, self hate. I mean, it really does. I've seen a lot of kids, you know, um, now that it's the younger kids that's really like it has me like in awe. Where you have these little young girls, especially our sisters, they are wearing weave all down their back. And they're like in the sixth grade, or you have these young guys. They're walking around with their pants below their below their sides, and I'm like, "You guys are no more than like twelve, thirteen years old." I'm like, "We like in nineties, you know." And I was an eighties baby. I'm just kind of like, "You never saw our 
mothers and fathers walking around like that. And you never saw them talking the way that they talk. You know, I mean, it, I mean, they're pretty much in the same situation that we're in. But uh, the trend, the, I mean, the the, the the degeneration is there. Like we see it in our children. And, you know, and that's, and, you know, but but, but uh, uh, you know, I think you know, and I agree with you. I think it's you know has to do with a karma debt, karmatic debt, and also mm-hmm. so we have to atone. Us, 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 you know, the people have to atone for the things that we do, and that you know, you you have to understand we have that karma on us that we have to clear that up. You know, for for our children to um, reap from what you know. I mean. You understand what I'm trying to say? Oh yeah, I definitely understand what you're trying to say. Um, and I think this is so important. Why? I, and I think this is why Brother Priest tries to get us to understand commerce a lot more, so that when we deal with issues like history and dealing with our offsprings, we can better understand how how we can better understand why we go through the things that we go through. And understand that once we break a when we break a contract and we break a covenant, we're basically we incruing liens on ourselves. And somehow, when a creditor basically has a lien on you, he's going to basically get he's going to uh, recoup his money any way that he can possibly get his money back from some type of public asset. And if that means a piece of your life. Which includes your kids, whether that be takes the, the the degeneration of your kids, the way they come out, whether it be a birth defect or just some type of mental uh, uh, some type of mental impairment of some of sort or some type of sickness or ailment, that's what it's going to take. Oh, Cause at some po- <laughs> right, because at some point we have to understand that, like you said, even we have to atone. But honestly, though. We are uh, in a situation now where we can make the changes that we need to now because we're very informed now about we're more informed than we were, mm-hmm. and we know who are we know who we are. So now we can pass that on to our we can pass that on to our offspring, mm-hmm. and now they don't have to suffer the way that we suffer, even though right. we haven't even though we haven't suffered. Nearly as they are suffering now, I mean, the stuff that they're doing now to themselves is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's it's like watching, it's like watching your worst nightmare really be shown to you in your first in, in your face, but it's being shown through your children mm-hmm. <laughs> and on on a on a very vulgar level. Um, I think this is just something that if the ancestors were here, this is something that they probably never really wanted to see. Or they never hold the seat. And I'm thinking if I was the ancestors, I'd be looking like, man, is this what it's like when you're this is this what it looks like when your worst nightmare comes true? After all the things that you've done in your heyday and everything that you've done have come back to haunt you? That's I'm assuming that's what it is. But it had needed to happen because it needed to show us that this is what evil looks like. And 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 when you disobey and break that covenant, this is what it can lead to. So we just have to, we definitely have to re reform ourselves and and reform our children, because and and show them who they are. Some of them may be a little bit more resistant, 
than others. But all the while, if we're consistent with what we're doing, most likely our children, they'll bow down. <laughs> and at some point, they okay. have no choice. Mm-hmm. They have no choice. Because the so, truth hurts sometimes. But Shalom, this is Sister Crystal. Um, I would just like to say I agree with everything that you guys are saying, and I would just like to add, you know, um, because our history is misplaced and because we, uh, it was lost, we just don't know, you know, where we came from. A lot of times the, because the children only have to identify with slavery and uh, us being, mm-hmm. you know, and things of that nature, when they mm-hmm. grow up, they are, you know, trying to find that, that quick money to, to sort of try to get an identity for themselves because they want something better. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they just don't know what to do. And like you said, a lot of it is just because they don't know who they are. They're trying to find mm-hmm. out who they are. And then they get misplaced and will try to be somebody that they're not. Oh, yeah. I'll give and, you a yeah. perfect Thank you for that, uh, Sister Crystal. Check this out. I'll give you a perfect example of that. I just saw an article not too long ago on Facebook where they were talking about how the Black Panthers are now calling themselves, or the new Black Panther Party are basically starting to patrol their neighborhoods. And you see them walking with the guns, but that's just a picture. But I assume they're they're basically taking arms in their neighborhoods. Now, I think that's a, I think it's, a, a great idea for them to like stand up, but what what really kind of shake things for me is that when you have these people who are up in arms and on property that they don't own, and so it could basically look like they are creating civil unrest on someone else's property, and what ends up happening is now someone has to step in, someone from the principal party has to. Uh, step in to secure that property to make sure that that the people who don't own that land don't don't harm the land or don't injure the land. And this is the situation that this is the situation that arises when you have people like us who have or have our you know children who have grown up to become men and women who have been under this this system of illusion about ownership and custodianship and this country who basically say, well, that's the police. I'm going to guard my neighborhood. I'm going to take back my neighborhood. I got a gun. I want the police to come. But what you fellas realize is you're taking up, first of all, you're in a, you're in a neighborhood that you don't own. You don't own the concrete that is built on. You don't own the grass that's on the lawn. You don't own the bricks that was took, that was taken to make the building. And you don't even own the gun that you're trying to secure the neighborhood with. So you're going to basically look just like the person that they were already going to come after anyway. And what I mean is, you look like the slaves. You look like the slave status that they have already imposed on you. So the necess- so the, the 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 only remedy in that situation is that they're going to take action against you if they feel yeah. like you're threatening their if you if they feel like they're that you're threatening their society they're going to take up arms against you and one of the brothers oh my bad it is eight fifty eight I'll make this brief statement and I have to journey over to the uh to uh a meeting I'll just say this one of the brothers said that. The problem with a lot of these young guys is that they have guns, but the people who have studied them for so long, they have tanks. Mm. 
So what are you going to do? Is you know, like you're only really making yourself a target. And this this is the miseducation of our system, especially for people like our, people like us, you know, who've been said or been told that we were free. But look at what this disillusionment of truth has caused us. We think that we own property, and we or we think that we can take, we can defend property that we don't own, which is allowing us to make ourselves a target. Mm-hmm. And they're going to take they're going to take action against those guys. It'll be yeah. in the news sometime soon, mm-hmm. but um, I um, I'm going to journey over to this meeting. I'm going to pass the post on to Brother Bernard. Brother Bernard, are you there? Shalom, Mark. I'm here. I would pass the post. Yes, we can let Brother Priest know we miss him and we love him. I will definitely do that. I would definitely do that. Um, I'll see you guys uh, next Thursday. I love you all. Shalom. Shalom. Shalom, brother. Shalom. So the floor is open. If anybody has any any anything that they want to speak on, the floor is open. Um, just I would like to say that. You know, we were on mark tonight. You know, we just basically got to understand, you know, what we're learning in 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 the class, and also basically, you know, just you know, kind of keep our minds focused on how, you know, we conduct our business, how we speak, and how we do things. You know, I mean, that's one of the most important things I see. You know, and then you know, just deal with each other. You know, I mean, we 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 can't totally get away from not dealing with the um, Eastern corporate, but on the same token, just deal with each other, you know? We have to understand, you know, where our position is. And my chest, you know, become that live uh, live entity or that live, you know, soul, living soul, and, and know who you really are. That's that's basically my viewpoint, and I yield. Yeah, how about this for a class right here? Um, the title will be Tricks Are For Kids. Oh. And, you know, because we know how the English language is trick language, and we know what a kid actually means, and because our our people are acting like monsters, like human beings, so you got to be, you, this, 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 this topic would be a topic that would uh, raise our brothers and sisters' frequency and learning how this, this language that has been taught to us um, is used to distract us and is used to uh, misguide us because all the words mean something different. And so I was um, just thinking about that while you and the brother were speaking earlier because we do, as a people, you know, we refer to our children as kids and we don't understand the power of these words that that come out of our mouth and it goes into the universe and it comes back. If you're speaking... If you're speaking on your offspring in such a negative in such a negative way, they're going to behave as animals, and then that's exactly what they're doing. And our brothers and sisters are behaving as human beings instead of individual souls. So it's like we this language that um, that we've been taught, you know, that's where we got to go back to our native tongue and we got to learn Hebrew. We have to learn how to speak and think correctly. And I yield. I agree with you on that, brother. And you know, um, brother Eric, that's something to think about. Is uh, tricks are for are for for kids? You know, brother Eric, you there? Yes, ma'am. I already was on it. Mm-hmm. What do you think? They use that for uh, the uh, the trick series in the rabbit. 
mm-hmm. commercial, they they say the tricks off for kids, and I and I use the hit it, and they use a stick in my head because it always be a rabbit tricking in in the white, you know, children. Yeah, the rabbit white, the white uh, children who chasing the rabbit, you know, they white. So I was like, who they who what they mean? And but I, every time I turn around, we eating the cereal. <laughs> mhm. Mm-hmm. So. Absolutely. And that's a good that's a good topic, Brother Bernard. Yeah. Tricks are for for kids. That's a good topic. And you know, it makes me think back to, you know, the incident with the nine one one when uh the president then, uh Bush, was sitting there reading well, I, I can't say he was reading it, but he had the books up upside down. There was a goat on the front of the book. Mm. Do y'all recall that? Yes, ma'am. Yes, I remember that. Sure did. I had it upside down. Okay. And you know what's so crazy about it is we 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 sit there and bear witness to these living rituals that are taking yeah. place right before our very eyes and not even knowing it. You know? That's what that's why I'm so empowered about this whole entertainment industry and what we're trying to build because, you know, to 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 see when you do this research and, and you see that these people are being executed right before your very eyes and nobody yeah. doing anything yeah. about it, I mean, it's heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And they don't, they, don't have nowhere to, they don't have nowhere to turn to because they done sold their soul, you know? You, uh-huh. When you sign that contract, unfortunately for you, you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. You know? Yes. The, the scriptures are crystal clear. You know, I was um, Deuteronomy 22, I think. I know it's Leviticus 18. But, you know, when it's speaking about homosexuality, uh, speaking about men dressing as men and women dressing as women, and and, he, and and the Most High didn't want the daughters and sons of Israel to whore themselves out. And, I mean, we can't get enough of this porno industry. We can't get enough of this music industry. And we just sell our soul and don't understand there's a consequence to that. And that's why it's imperative to get this information out to inform, you know, inform the ones who who have an ear. Because we unfortunately we're not going to be able to reach everybody, and that's, that's just right. a just a fact. That's right. That's right. I agree too on that too. You know, we have to really just be diligent, and you know, it goes back. You know, when you're talking about the Creator Himself, if He's over all things, and He knows. You know, if you do certain things that is going, you know, because he knows our physical makeup, he knows what happened, then, you know, he he puts the law down, you know, thou shall not. So if you go against that, it, you know, it's going to automatically be some kind of feedback from it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's just law of nature as well as, you know, him. He, he put it in place like that, you know, and we got to understand whatever we do is going to come back on us. Anybody, you know, that... Boomerang, it comes right back. Excuse me, this is uh, Brother Gavin for the evening, just for the record. I came on a little late. Shalom, brother. Shalom, brother. Shalom, Shalom, peace. Did you have something you want to add to the conversation, brother? Uh, That is a very true statement. I just came in. I, I heard on the back end what you guys were saying with the industry of the um, the uh, movie making, and I guess you were saying, and in the, in the, excuse me, porno industry and uh, some other industry you mentioned. 
that are people are falling to and uh, breaking the laws. And like this was saying, a lot of things, yes, will come back and bite you in the long run if you don't get out of those addictions. You know, and I know I guess all of us have fell to the victim of something in this world that we oh, have yeah. recovered from. Mm-hmm. So. Yes. Absolutely, absolutely. But I want to add one thing to that, too, you know, and then also about what we bear witness to, uh, even with the brother Bill Cosby going through right now. Oh, man. They, uh, and once again, nobody coming to the rescue. You know, he has to, he has to fend for himself. And, uh, you know, one of the things that I think he's not doing that Brother Priest did say is, if you didn't do nothing, man, you got to say something, I, you know, because there's defamation of character. But if you did do something, you know, I understand why he's not saying something. But, uh, you know, Felicia Rashad came to his defense, and I, and I commend the sister for that because, you know, we this is what we have to do as a nation. we got to support our brothers and sisters. But you know that because of this education that they went through and because of the brainwashing that they went through, this brother thought he was bigger than than his nation. He tried to talk about his nation, and then yep. he tried to buy the TV network. And, uh, you know, this is another thing that I find intriguing. If he if he supposedly drugged all of these women, what you think, what you think the white man did to all these women? You know he did it bigger and better. Right, right, right. You know? And they're just coming after Bill. So I was like, man, I know a lot of women, a lot of women are going through this because they got a, they got a brother uh, that played in the NFL. He's still sitting in jail right now, Darren Sharper. Uh, uh, the same exact thing, drugging these women, uh, not up on rape charges. So there's, it's definitely going on. Right. It's just that, uh, you know, when our brothers uh, uh, piss somebody off and get out of line, uh, they get put back in their place. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, I, and I leave that open. Well, you know, well, um, I, I, wanted to, I, I wanted to say one thing that my concert told me. He said, you know, the strange thing about it is if this occurred back in the day, then somebody, one of these women would have said something. Of course. You know, being Caucasian, one of them would have said something. All of a sudden, a whole whole slew of them are coming forth, you know, and you know how greedy the female, uh, Caucasian female is. And, you know, they group together and make things happen. So, you know, that too, you got to look at that too, you know. Right, right. I think it's a, I personally think it's a hoax and, uh, you know, not to say he didn't do anything. I'm not going to say that. And uh, I just think they're railroading his character, and because uh, it, it was easily said, uh, Dick Gregory, you know, he has a lot of documentaries on this issue, and some other people that they've come out and said on YouTube. I guess you guys probably saw some of these already, but it, it's just easy questions that's not being asked. I mean, you know, for instance, if like you said, if all of these women, you know, from the past. And all of a sudden, now they want to come out and, and character assassinate him because they're not going to make any money off of this. You know, oh. just, and, it, and second, you know, the only thing you can do is character assassinate him so his next generation of of his family cannot get none of the royalties. Right. And that's one of the right. things that's really going on. With right, all right. Shows the, that he's done already. <laughs> mm-hmm. he's actively showing. So every time you get a show going on, it, you, 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 the fame, the person, then you take away 
oh, his title, and then you take away his shows, and mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're taking away the power of his next generation. Mm-hmm. They also taking uh, money out of everybody who was on the show. Yeah, exactly, sure. So is this trickling down and hurting Felicia? Uh, what's I'm um, not Felicia Rashad. Uh, Keisha Knight. Keisha Knight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She spoke out on the Wendy Williams show. Right. She didn't really say too much. She just you know defended him a little bit and said that ain't the man she knew. Right. And uh, it, it, listen, it's listen. a lot of people. Listen, brothers and sisters. Half of that industry, in order to get certain, you know, status quo, you have to. Some some people are going through a lot of different rites of passages. They can't tell me that, like, the Rat Pack with Sammy Davis Jr., you know, he's running around with a bunch of white guys in a sense. I'm not prejudiced anything, but in order to be to be surrounded by certain elites and certain families in this arena of entertainment, you know, either the casting couch was, you know, performed or some type of favors were being performed. Or they have to go to some parties that is going to be sexual by nature. You got to do some, you know, a favor for someone else. You know, uh, so it's not like he, he, I'm not saying he's totally innocent of anything because he did confess, I guess, that he, his infidelity with his wife at one time. But, for him, you know, back to back to back, almost in one month, almost every night, there was supposed to be somebody from... <laughs> From the '60s all the way up to the to the '80s, that mm-hmm. somehow all of a sudden they they want to drop the bomb and say, "Well, let's get let's get him." I, I think mm-hmm. it's, it has to be more than that. Just like like you said, when he was uh, trying to buy NBC, all of a sudden, mysteriously, his son gets shown up uh, dead on the highway. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of untold stories, a lot of untold secrets that. Yeah he may be involved with, but it's more deeper than just these women saying they somehow were sexually assaulted by him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because half of these administrators in Congress, if if you're going to go to bill, we, we need to clean up everybody in, in Congress. Yes. And, oh, man. And, and, the, and the white the president himself. Mm-hmm. I mean, they could be caught for all types of different allegations if we really uh, investigate their past or even their present state of being, you know. So, I mean, to crucify him on TV like that, it's more its more personal. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. They, God, they, they enjoy it. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you, you brought up uh, Sammy Davis Jr. You know, he was a part of the Church of Satan. All right. And so, you know, when you, when you do the research on these guys, right. t- pretty much 10 times out of 10, they done got in – you know they don't sign that contract, and so they can't they can't go back. They don't went too far. You know when I saw when I saw Bob Dylan on sixty minutes that night, and um, and, and and the brother was asking him, uh, oh, yeah. you know, who, you, did you did you see that? That's a while ago though. I, I got to look at it again. I, I yeah. remember what you. So and then all of them like you know when you do the research on them and all of them get uh, get asked to. They get asked how they feel about the industry, and they all say the same thing. I sold my soul to the devil, and um, and it's like, wow, I didn't know that that was going on until I started peeling that onion. You know, um, while I'm on the call here, I, I wanted to introduce my consort. This is Sister Monica. She's on the call with me, and she wants Hello. to say share share with the nation, so I'm going to put her on. Hello. 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 Hello.
Shalom. 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 Yeah, I wanted to comment about uh, the whole Bill Cosby situation. Well, what I see happened is he didn't he didn't conduct himself any differently than any other man of in his statute would have acted back in the fifties and seventies mm-hmm. with the sexual pr- promiscuity mm-hmm. and all of the uh, white women. What he did wrong is he got comfortable. Right. He got and he got trusting. And then the second thing he did wrong is when he sold out his own people, when he started, he started talking about all of our business, how black women weren't raising their children correctly. Yes, we know that, but he should have done it in a different forum. So, therefore, he lost all of his support from his own community. Mm-hmm. And while being comfortable, they turned their back on him. He got so comfortable that he thought he could buy into their ball game. Mm-hmm. And right now they're letting him know, no, you cannot. We don't care how <laughs> you are. You uh-huh. don't care how you are. We'll take you down. And anyone uh-huh. on his team that's willing to stand up for him, they're taking them down as well. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. This is a message to us. You're on this target. Is to us, okay. This uh-huh. is a, don't get comfortable. Don't uh-huh. get comfortable. Don't get so big that you think that you're on their team because you aren't. That's right. That's right. And, you know, it's a sad shame that we want to be on their team when we were in control. We, you know, and, and that's another thing. We're so trusting. You you hit it off the nose. Exactly. He mm-hmm. got too trusting. He got too trusting and too comfortable. I look, for, I look for Oprah to get, they're going to target her eventually one day, you know. Oh, mm-hmm. And Gail. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Oprah and Gail, they're, they're going to try and ruin that friendship. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, yeah, coming. <laughs> because it's going to take much. You just don't get comfortable. But, don't you know, that's, don't you think, sister, that's why that they're, um, you know, when, you know, they, they know who we are, number one. And yes. they know if we unified, it would be a monster, wouldn't it? Exactly. It would be so powerful. So that's why they keep us, you know, like like, like the Crips and the Bloods, the first example. If they only knew the Crips, the Bloods, look at our prison systems, perfect example. We have the Mexicans, the Crips, the Bloods, I don't know, all, all the different gangs throughout uh, the prison. If they only knew that they were all brothers. Can I, can I interject, uh, sisters? Yes. I just want to say this. I, you know, I'm only 41 years old, and I, I grew up in the Bronx, New York, and, you know, when hip-hop was at its height, you know what I mean, when it just right. came out of its... Ten years of being, you know, uh, being, you know, uh, 83 is when I really had my, my, you know, my ears to the streets on, on the hip-hop thing and the movement because it was happening on my block. It was like mm-hmm. African Bombada lived like two blocks, I want to say two neighborhoods away from where I live. Wow. So, you know, and he's the one that started the Zulu Nation, per se. And he, if you know his history, he went to, to Africa. You know, after he he was a gang leader himself in New York. You know, and they had the Spades and, and the Mighty Diamond, all these different names. And, you know, he unified all of the gang. So my whole point is, you know, when you say Crips and Bloods, I mean, at one time or another, just like the Black Panther, it started as a, as a movement to unify and to control the community. And it says have, have control over the community in a sense. You know, for us, but then it was penetrated by others through CIA or FBI. You know, and, and outside is like like hip hop now. Hip hop now is mostly about the the the, the negative part of mm-hmm. how it started. Mm-hmm. Correct. 
and like doing a three sixty, you know, like the reason why they went into hip hop was to get away from the violence. And now they're promoting it and marketing it, mm-hmm. you know, the violence more than the positive rap or the positive hip hop. Mm-hmm. You know, part of of part of hip hop, I should say. What's that guy's name? Curtis Blow, the one who who did uh, the message. Are oh, you talking about uh, this this uh, KRS One or which one? Yeah, he's on a break. He's on a break. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You break it up, break. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's one of the pioneers in mm-hmm. the movement. But if you guys listen to KRS. And what he's doing right now is very powerful. I mean, even though, you know, he's not a, he's not claiming the nation or anything per se. But if you listen to his his antics and his theory, theorems and, and how he's being independently scholarly and he's going to colleges and, and, and presenting the history of it, I think it's a good, a good source of information to see how and where it came from and where it's going and, and, and his approach to hip-hop versus a lot of other these newer rappers and new so-called, uh, what do you call these guys? They call them mo- rap moguls, which <laughs> all they're doing is presenting more of the the genre of rap in the sense of uh, the hype, the hype part of the genre of the hip-hop. You know, like the, the what do you call it, um, uh, Dr. Dre and... and, and <laughs> What's this other guy in from these so Puff Daddies from New York? Uh, you know these these big big icons and and what's his name? Um, uh, Rockefeller Records. What's his name? Uh, Jay Z. Yeah, Jay Z. Hover. Okay. So you know these guys are they got talent, but you know they're caught in the baffling. If you guys know anything about the baffling, you know really deep. And, mm-hmm. They sign those contracts, and now they have to make certain money to become billionaires or the multimillionaires that they are. Mm-hmm. Like Dr. Dre, all of a sudden, overnight, you know, he has as much talent that I have. I'm a musician. I'm a percussionist. Mm. At birth, since eight years old, I've been playing. Okay? I could teach a class. I could, you know, I'm not bragging at him, but I'm just saying mm-hmm. I'm, very, I'm very recommendable in my community. Mm-hmm. You know, the church that well, I grew up in. I got drum medals for, for performance. So what is he doing so so different that I can't do? If I put a computer system in front of myself and transfer all the beats in my head that I have to a computer and start selling them. The only thing he has behind him is the network that he's been driving. And when he first came out, the, the, the people, you know, his, 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 his audience and now, since Tupac, you know, has gotten killed or disappeared, they say he's alive. I don't know. <laughs> but if he's alive, he's alive. But he's not on the scene anymore. Since he's not on the scene anymore is what I'm trying to say. He had to get more and more people who are more like less, how should I say, uh, they're not really putting anything informative in the music business in the sense of, of marketing, you know, they're not really putting out music that is really reputable to say, oh, I got to get that whole album. It's not, I got to get it. He's dropping some information. You know, he has a good message. I like it. I like what he's saying. Shalom, brother. They, 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 they promote ignorance. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that's the, whole thing. the more ignorant you are, 
they saying that's the more talented you is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's true. Um, I, I just wanted to bring to the attention that uh, South Nevada, I think that's Sister Ruth on. She might want to speak or say something. Shalom, Sister. Maybe she's, I know she's on. Uh, you know, when you, you know what you're talking about, everybody on here talking about the the, the good news, you know, because there is good news that we're in the right place at the right time. Right. And, you know, when we, you know, we're, we're changing our, 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 our mentality, our status. So, you know, there's going to be a change. We're the renament that's going to create that change, bring about that change. And, you know, that's the good news. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, yes. we, you yeah. know, I mean, you know what I'm saying? I mean, just to know that the Most High has brought us to this point and we know what's going on, we also know that there's going to be good to come out of it. It might not happen overnight, you know, but it's it's coming. That's that's where I, I'm at. It's coming, you know. That's a blessing. You know, we're on the right side of the fence. Yes, and, yes. Uh, and that's half the battle. And, and Brother Bernard, don't you believe, and, and I know all of us out here believe and know that because we're on the right side of the fence, what these people are doing to those out there in the world they won't do to us because you know we our demeanor, our our status, our our, our you know our, our overall attitude has is changing. So we would get that respect as long as we conduct ourselves in that manner. Do you not agree? Or I do. Agree. I do agree, Emma. You know, even Brother Priest uh, in his examples and the things that he shared over the, on the calls, and 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 I just bear witness to uh, some of my own personal things that I've encountered since being in this nation. Mm-hmm. And you know, when I'm out here speaking to these Europeans, and uh, and they and I mean, they give me a look twice, like, oh, there's one mm-hmm. of them that something, you mm-hmm. know. And mm-hmm. so they they realize, oh, I can't get nothing on this brother. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you better come correct. And that's right. what that's what happens with brothers and sisters in this nation. When you get you, you're finally for the first time in your life in balance with nature. Mm-hmm. You, you're you're walking towards the Most High, and that's what He wants you to do. He does not recognize no religions. And, <laughs> yeah, and the scriptures are crystal clear on that. But you know this 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 brainwashing, and uh, you know, I always got to tip my hat to them because they did a good job on us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Man, man, they, you, you go know. Ahead. You know, you mentioned something that was very interesting that I, you know, I, I wanted to elaborate on a second. You said we're walking back towards the Most High. Now, check this out. If you physically stand in a room or stand where you're at, and you see somebody with your peripheral vision, and they're walking away from you, do not, they get smaller and smaller and smaller. But if they're coming towards you, their image becomes larger and larger and larger. You see what I'm saying? Yes. So if we're, if we're walking back toward the, the Most High, uh, that means we will be high in stature, not as a boastful thing or anything of that nature, but, you know, we're coming back to those giants that were in the land. You know what I'm saying? Right. I think giants in the land. That meant status, you know? Exactly. You know, I'm reading, uh, I take that back, I'm listening. You go to this website that's called allaboutgod.com, Dot com and you get to listen to the Bible versus, you know, sometimes I get tired of reading, my eyes get a little tired, so I'll just listen to the Bible instead. And last night I was listening to uh, the book of Joshua, and um, what I love about Joshua and Caleb is that they have faith in the Most High, they're in balance with nature, 
and every time the Most High sends them out to go clear the land for Israel, that's exactly what they do. They're going to take care of business, mm-hmm. and, that, and that's, that's what we got to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what we got to do as, as Israel, as a people. We got to go out here, and we got to self-govern. That's our duty and our responsibility to bring this information to the people who gonna, who will listen, and if right. they want to um, correct their status, you know, there's a, a, a we got um, tools and remedies to do that, mm-hmm. and uh, just the whole raising your frequency and and the new way of thinking. That's what yeah. I love the most about it, Emma. I was wondering your thoughts on that. Yes, I agree, and I want to say we got a guest seven that has been on the line since we've been on here. So I'm assuming that there's someone that might have just came in or, you know, to listen. And I totally agree that, you know, we're, we're all in sync. You know, like I talked to my concert and other people, our biggest problem is we do not unify. We have to unify. And in this nation, we're about unification, you know, respect and love, but that unification, being on one accord. I totally agree with you, brother, on that, you know, and um it, it, there's no other way around it, you know. It, it, you just can't escape that, that, that because the Most High is not. <clears throat> excuse me. Another thing I was thinking about too. What I've learned being in this nation is to be more um, cognizant of people when we speak of Europeans or Caucasians. All are not, you know, uh, uh, possibly Caucasian. They could have our, you know, our bloodline in them or something of that nature. And it's not. It's nothing personal. What's going on is nothing personal. What do you think? I mean, I don't see it as a personal thing, whatever it is, you know, from the sacrifice of our our, our young men or boys or, you know, the women out here doing things. It's nothing personal. It's about law, government, and commerce. It's nothing personal, Ema. You're absolutely Mm -hmm. right. And and, and I like to speak on living examples. Mm -hmm. You know, a, a black man shot and killed my brother back in 1994. He was 22 years old at the time. And, um, you know, if am I, am I supposed to hate my people for that? It's like, no, that was one man doing something stupid and retarded. Mm-hmm. And that's what I love about being in this nation, brother. We're not taught to uh, be racist. We're not mm-hmm. taught to have any hatred towards right. anyone. And we know that the 1% controls the, you know, most of the things that most of the commerce that that goes on in the world. So everybody not racist. And I've got friends from all spectrums of life. And, um, you know, that's what I love about being in here. We're taught a, a different way of thinking, and, and it goes a long way, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I totally agree with you. Right. We we have to keep that in mind that, you know, and if you look at it from the creator's standpoint himself, the most high, he's not a respecter of persons anyway. And if you really look at it technically, it, it, it definitely doesn't have anything to do with the color of the skin, you know. So it, it's, it's deeper than that. And because we're learning what we're learning, we're learning to, uh, you know, not only, you know, know, uh, you have to observe. See, a lot of people are not... When, when I say cognate, they're not uh, observing their surroundings. Observe who you're dealing with. Observe their features. Observe their nature. Observe their attitude. Observe their actions. Then you can discern and know which way to go, you know, because I hear a lot of people now, particularly our people, saying, you know, the, the, the white man or the Caucasian, or they they just wrong, they're evil. And, you know, I say, well, first of all, we have to take a look at ourselves. And, and Michael Jackson said that himself, the man in the mirror. 
you have to kind of start with yourself first before you can do anything else. And did not Brother Bernard, the, the creator, said, you know, you can't go to bed if you're mad at your, you know, your 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 fellow man. How can you love me if you don't love them? You see? That's true. <laughs> so, you know, so I don't know. You know, we, we're we going to be all right. We're, we're on the right road, you know, and we're going to be all right. You know, if we if we're doing what we're supposed to do, get the, keep the blood off our heads. We have nothing to worry about. You know, Moses didn't he walk around and preach and got the blood off his head? You know, you have to get the blood off your head by telling the truth. If they don't want to hear, it, at least you you put it out there. You know, that is so true. You know, you got other nationalities that move into your communities, mm-hmm. and um, for example, like the Asians. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Indians and the Russians, the the East Indians, they all live in a house seven, eight, nine deep. They mm-hmm. all have businesses. They're all making money. They're all thriving in their communities. And um, we can't put two nickels together. And, no unification. Uh, yeah, and that's it's, and and if we don't have that, we don't have anything. And that's actually what that's what has been our downfall as a people. Mm-hmm. And that's why uh, the brothers has taught us that we live in a color caste system and black is on the bottom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So once we start to do this group, group economics, and, you know, we've had, we've had examples uh, like Black Wall Street, you know, of how brothers and right. sisters try right. to, but, you know, you, if you don't know how to correct your status, status the full way, then you, you're going to reap the same results. So that's what I love about what we're learning here. And, and how to do, how to think. I tell you, you boys and girls become men and women in this nation. Mm-hmm. You know, with that Black Wall Street, the you know they got it. The the the, the people went in there and infiltrate that and took everything. But you know what their problem was, what their mistake was, they didn't have that nationality. They didn't claim that you know sovereignism right. as right. a group of people. You know, because right. they were very, they flourished very well. You yeah. know, but but that that enemy came in and overtook them, did it not? He sure did. That's true. You know, like back in okay, I'm 61, and back when I was growing up, you know, uh, you know, we went to they we was kind of segregated to a certain degree with schools, you know, and then they started, you know, bringing in people and different, you know, races, particularly the uh, Europeans or Caucasians, but. Before that, when growing up with my mother being a young child, I noticed that, you know, our parents and those people at that particular time, they wanted to integrate with the Caucasian and the European. Right. Did right. not know they had gold right there in their hands by, you know, because a lot of people back then owned their own land or owned property or something right. of that nature, you right. know? And, but right. our desire was to be like others. <laughs> That's true. Man, we can't get enough of our enemy. I mean, like old lapdog. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you. Ooh. Boss, is we sick, boss? Yeah. Absolutely. I was uh, raised in Louisiana, and uh, so I got to experience racism firsthand. Oh, but, man. Uh, you know, my grandparents, they instilled in us on how to treat people like you want to be treated, and that goes a long way. Yeah. And, um, I, you know, as I've gotten older and matured and, you know, I'm 47 and I thank the most high for that, you know, you, you, you learn that it's not about uh, that racism stuff, stuff really don't work, you know, because we understand the system that we live in. It's a system designed 
for uh, Israel to suffer. It's, mm-hmm. it's designed mm-hmm. for Israel to not get ahead, and it causes stress, and um, people are ill-equipped on how to how to cope with it. And so with uh, learning about government, law, and commerce in these scriptures and how to apply them is your is your remedy. And, you know, with Revelations 18 and 4, you know, it's like pre-say, uh, I, 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 and I heard another voice, you know, come mm-hmm. out of her mm-hmm. so that you don't receive any of these plagues, and that's what's right. going on. If you come out and do what we're doing, then, you know, chances are you won't be out getting shot down in the streets and you won't be out there picketing and, and out there getting caught up in that stuff and being targeted because, right. you know, that's all they're doing is, is target practice. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and, you know, we're we're just witnessing commercial commercial transactions. That's all mm-hmm. it is, business as usual. Mm-hmm. And, and that's uh, what I'm saying. The protocol is the same, you know. I mean, they used to take the, the, the Negroes out into the woods and have a little uh, pond that they'd have dug 15, 16, 20 feet and, and, and put them in the water and sit around and, you know, and, and put them in the water. And the people raise their head up there, pop at them, shoot at them. You know, I mean, this is something that they do. They, you know, that's in their nature. That is, but now I want to bring this we'll to have, the attention. We'll have picnics. Yeah. Now let me let me let me come from this point of view. I, you know, I really analyzed this, and truthfully, you have really bad seeds in this. The, you know, the beast of corporate and the, those Europeans and blah blah blah. But we have it in ours. But check this out. If right now in the state condition of our mind. If we was to be put in charge, I think it would be total disarray because it's just us women, but I'm talking about the world. Do you imagine what it would be like? Sure. Yeah, the same thing would happen. The same, same devastation, the same exactly. destruction. We, exactly. if, we got, if we got reparations, we'd all go out and buy Cadillacs. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Fight each other, steal, kill, rob. Yes. Look at a good case like Zimbabwe. When, mm-hmm. uh, Mugabe kicked out all of the European, the Dutch uh, European farmers, and the whole economy collapsed to the point where you know the value index is at a thousand percent. So I mean the the average loaf of bread in a store is like two hundred to three hundred thousand dollars. That's crazy. And their value of money, how is that? Yeah, that's so crazy. So to show you, yeah, it's crazy. So. If you're going to be a leader of a country and evaluate, okay, we want to stabilize and nationalize the the aboriginal people who were there before the Dutch, if that's what they were thinking and their intention, wouldn't you as a leader and you would sit down with your parliament or your group, your body, your cabinet, and say, okay, let's learn from them before we at least kick them out. I mean, let's learn and teach every other household how to farm or how to, you know, agriculturally, you know, provide gardens, you know, within the school systems and the universities and and show and teach the younger, you know, kids, uh, the young adults, how to do all the farming. And the same thing, like my family's from Jamaica. I see the same. I was born in New York, but I mean, I'm like first born generation here. You know, everybody's Jamaican. So, Every time I call back home, are they calling me? It's either begging for something or they're dying to come to America. Or I'm not saying that that's what they all do, but I'm just saying generally, why would you want to leave a beautiful country as Jamaica? You would you would want to think that, right? To come to America, which is no much better. 
Mm-hmm. Right? That's that brainwashing, brother. It's not only just that, it's the fact that the economy was tanked 20 years prior before the independence of Jamaica. Because the whole, I don't know if you guys know, but the whole of the West Indies, most, most of the islands in the West Indies and the so-called Caribbean islands, got their independence from 1960 all the way up to 1965, within those three, four, five years. You could mm-hmm. you could go back into history and look at all of them. If you go online or go into the encyclopedia, you see that all of these countries got simultaneously independent. Why? You got to ask that question. Why? It's mm-hmm. just like Hong Kong became. They had their 99 year lease up, and China took it back over basically mm-hmm. from the British. And during the the 2000 September 11th, a lot of other leases were handed over prior to September 11th. Especially the two twin towers, you know, like you know, Feinstein bought it out, you know, from the, the prior person who was uh, owning it. And I heard one of the managers, the prior owners, who handed it over was one of the Bushes, one of the Bush brothers. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying, you know, um, you you handed over countries to people who, how should I say, were trained by the barbarians anyway. Mm-hmm. So by the time the, they got the independence, they said, okay, let's hand it over. They just used the same thug mentality to run the country and destroy the economy and destroy their people. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. A lot of people sabotage their own, their own country, mm-hmm. their own administration. And you got some people, because I, I used to be in the Marine Corps for a little while, and I went to Haiti for three months. This was like in 99. Year, November 99, we stayed until January 2000. I mean, I know the purpose of why we went. That's another hmm. sub-conversation. But, oh, man. <laughs> I mean, that was a setup for what you see today, basically. Oh, yeah, same thing. Same <laughs> the thing. Because we were there getting everything out of there, all American material and all American equipment. I was working with supply, fiscal, uh, the fiscal and, and supply um, administration in the Southern Southern Command Task Force. And, you know, we were getting everything out of there and putting it input into Puerto Rico, basically transferring everything. I didn't go to Puerto Rico, but I was there just to get everything organized and boxed up, shipped out. But my whole point is that's the way they do things. They set it up ahead of time. Yeah, yes, they, they do. It, and they set it up for the slaughter. So we're not thinking ahead. We're not, and that's the problem. You know know why? Yes. You know why? According to Isaiah chapter 1, verse 3, the ox knoweth his owner, and the ass his master's crib, but Israel doth not know my people, doth not consider. And it's a sinful nation, a people laden with iniquity, a seed of evildoers, children that are corruptors. They have forsaken the Most High. They have provoked the Holy One of Israel to anger. They are gone astray, backwards. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yes, thank you. That's You know, you, that scripture right there is right on point. And I think our um, our biggest educator is is history. You know, if we could just continue to keep encouraging our people to open these books up and learn this information, you know, the brother had brought up, uh, well, actually he didn't. 
Um, I was I was I was thinking about this. You know, a lot of our people are unaware that uh, J. A. Rogers wrote a book called The Five Black Presidents. Yeah, I've seen that. That book, and so, but our society thinks that Obama. You know, he, and he's an African. He's not even, you know, he's not even up our bloodline. And, and so, and, and it's, it's our history. We don't, we we gotta open these books up and find out the truth so we can know what's going on. And until we do, you know, they just to them it's just business as usual. And they and they and they actually get to say, well, it's not our fault. You you're not you're not reading. You're not opening up the book. So shame on you. Mhm, mhm. Right up on our nose. Crap the night. I'm thinking. We're thinking this is brother brother Gavin from New York again. Sorry, um, the education system, the public education system, is not to be blamed, but that we think that we set our kids there that they're supposed to be getting well amount enough knowledge, you know, prior to going to a higher learning, so-called college or university, and we systemically, do, you know, believe in it. Year decade after decade. And I don't see how they don't see it's failing. That we're coming back to the cities after we go to college, back to our hometowns or moving to any other cities that have high level of hiring that we're not being employed within two to three years of graduation. And a lot of people are moving back home to their mother's and father's house. It's going to show you that the system, the education system, something is failing where you can't keep depending on the same system that you've been sending your mm-hmm. children to be educated. I got to ask a question of everyone, and, and I'm going to throw this out there, and then I'll be getting off at uh, 10 o'clock. Um, let's think of it like this, and this is uh, in a form of a question. If we understand who the characters are, from A to, I say J because J was the last letter to be alphabet, uh, added to the alphabet. It's normally X, Y, Z, but I say A to J because it was the last letter to be added to our alphabet. So from A to J, if we think about it and know who the characters are, any book I find that I pick up and I understand who the characters are, I'm learning my history too. I'm learning yeah. knowledge. I'm learning commerce because they're writing our history. You know, even though they whitewashed and put their faces on and all that, but I think we can learn that way, understand who the characters are, can we not? Sure, sure. Yes, Ema. Yes, I wanted to add to that. This is Bernard. You know, I'm reading a book right now. It's called Great People of the Bible. And, you know, it's just like you say, I identify with the characters and I know who they are and I know that they're they're my ancestors. Mm-hmm. But if I, if I didn't have any clue to my history right. and ancestry, mm-hmm. the book shows pictures of uh, mm-hmm. of, of white Israelites. And, mm-hmm. I mean, it just cracks me up. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm glad you said that. I, can I interject this, Brother Gavin? Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I said it before on the line. I don't know if you were listening to, to when I said it, Brother Bernard, is that, you know, growing up in, in – I grew up in a Seventh-day Adventist church, and, uh, you know, as a kid from like five years old, I can remember looking on the walls because they have they have their different levels, like grade. They have the primary school where you got to go kindergarten, and, you know, the adult the adult Sabbath school because we had Sabbath school versus Sunday school because we seven day Adventists go to church on the Sabbath, so they do follow that 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 much of the Hebrew Israelite um, 
nation of Israel's um, culture and, and way of life. But, um, you know, growing up, I've seen the pictures on the wall. Most of them were white cherubim, you know, mm-hmm. white little puffy babies. Mm-hmm. Or, or the, the kids going to heaven, you know, like when they show you, you know, I don't know if they wanted to portray him as God or Jesus, but in a white long robe with a white face standing <laughs> over everybody, over the earth, and everybody looking up at Jesus trying to go up to the heaven <laughs> are all Caucasian looking. Mm-hmm. So even as a kid, I looked at the complex issues of black and white. I don't know. I've seen everything more subconsciously. I'm like, where's the black people in this picture? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the majority of the people I'm going to church with are black. We're all the black ones. Mm-hmm. If we're all going to heaven, you know, if we're all wishing the wanting to go to heaven. And uh, those are the things, those images. Thank you. Thank you, so Shalom. This is uh, Sister Crystal. I'm gonna digress a little bit and go back with what Ima Ruth said. Um, we want to be like others, and uh, I think a lot of it we need. We just need to embrace who we are, because the Most High saw something in us. That's why He chose us. Right. And when you go back to the Old Testament, um, I'm not sure what. I think it was might have been in Numbers. Uh, the Most High was the ruler over us. Mm-hmm. And we decided, hey, we want to be like other nations. They had um, uh, had him to go to the uh, the representative that was actually speaking to God and say, tell him that we want to be like other nations. We want a ruler, and mm-hmm. that you know that upset uh, the Most High. But He did give us what we asked for, and they put mm-hmm. King Saul over us. And He mm-hmm. said, when we put a king over you, you're gonna go through despair, gonna be taxed, and all that type of stuff. But we didn't care. We just wanted to be like others. So we just need to, in spite of what we go through, we just need to embrace who we are, and I think that will make a lot of difference. And, and, and I want to go one step further with that on a deeper esoterical level. I mean, because it's deeper than what we are given, and, and, and I know Brother Priest is even much deeper than what he, he, he gives us, but it's deeper than that because the Most High, all people on this planet are his children. we got to remember that. We were chosen to be in servitude to him. We, we, you know, we, we got the blessings if we abide by them. But we were chosen to be of servitude, to be that example. You know, it wasn't because he put us above others for, you know, us to be this or that. But we were chosen as his special people for that servitude to the Most High, you know. So, we, we you know, we got to keep that in mind, too, that all people, all races, all nationalities are his pet people. You know, we're just his pet people. All of them are, you know, you know what I'm saying? Right. And, of course, yes, we did We did uh, turn our backs against him. That's why I was saying when I read that, you know, the ox knows his owner, you know, and the ass knows his master, we don't recognize, you know, once we recognize that we are that peculiar people that he has chosen to do his will to bring and implement his, his great glory and plan into action, uh, it's just to no avail to us right now, you know? Right. Right. Yes, yes. You you sister speaking on, on on brilliant points and um and this is where the history kicks in again of us identifying who that bloodline is. You know, it's the sister said we, we need to embrace our her, our heritage mm-hmm. and for some of us it'd be the first time in your life that you did it. <laughs> and, and it's actually, it's actually yeah. a it's a good thing. You know, and, and the more you, you start to uh, walk closer to the Most High and the more you read about them, 
and the more closer uh, uh, you you get to him and, and your relationship with him strengthens and your faith strengthens. And it's like nothing, you can overcome all obstacles. Mm-hmm. And that's what I love about being in tribes. It's like I, I'm, I don't have to do this alone. I got a family, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um, and I can and I can talk to my family, and we and we understand what what we're going through uh, collectively. You know, so you know it's a privilege. It really it's a privilege and an honor being here, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, and I just want to say that. Mm-hmm. That's true. That is true. Uh, Brother uh, Gavin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, I think you was the one that was speaking of like Silverstein. Uh, I went back and um, read about that, and I thought that was very interesting about okay. that uh, purchase of the, uh, you know, yeah. the buildings. I mean, I really went and did some in-depth research, and and okay. it, it, you know, and I think that's another thing. Like, say, if we was on a court, uh, 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 international court, and we was, you know, judges of that, I would come to the conclusion that that was concocted just by that transaction. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, <laughs> it's clear as day. It's so clear as day. And I, you know, I, coming out of the military, you know, when, going in there for a little while, it's so protocol. There's a lot of things that's so protocol that happens on TV and that they show the public. That I'm like, wow. Wait a minute, is that a military move? <laughs> is that a military, military tactic? I've got a question. This is this Art Bernard again, and I wanted to find out your, your your all your opinions about this. You know, we know about the Rockefellers' history and the Rothschilds, yeah. and we know about the opium, and right. even with this, even with this guy we just speaking on currently, uh, Silverstein. All these, all you know, the the elite, how they how they make this money in such a corrupt and, and, and unethical way, just think if we got money uh, through through opium, they will come and seize it. And I don't understand how they can they can do these crooked deals and get away with it. Why because why aren't why aren't any legal organizations going after these families for getting this money illegally? Because I know. If I had done any of this stuff illegally, I'd be sitting in prison right now. I wanted y'all opinion on that. And I can I can I go first? I would just like I love to do, I love go ahead, brother. Go discussion. ahead. I love this discussion. I mean, it may be my accusation is thinking this thinking this in my own craziness, but I don't think I'm crazy when I say this. But you have those who like like we talked about earlier who signed contracts who are in all types of echelons and, 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 uh, and certain organizations in, in all the facets of levels of, org- of, of the world. So, it, you know, like the queen, the, the so-called, these elite families that you named, some of the Rockefellers, the Carnegie's, the Bush, you know, they, half these people are related all over the world. But they're not second, third, or fifteen. They're all bloodlines. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, uh, their 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 means of trying to establish the new world order is, is through implementing um, conquer and control supremacy, mm-hmm. whether it's through so called you know through a, a sector of families are doing it versus um, uh, soror- a club. Uh, I, I say a sorority club. Those who are in the skull and bones and are a part of the uh, 33rd degree Masons, 
mm-hmm. you know, uh, they're, they're a part of a certain clique that, you know, uh, they are allowing each other to do certain things at certain levels because mm-hmm. they're sworn into certain secrecy mm-hmm. or they're sworn into certain contracts. So that, cl- to me, that just that's how I clearly look at it. As I got older and older and I started studying more, I'm like, you know, this is, this has got to put it together like a puzzle. This is crazy. How, like, I, I question that too. Like, why, if, if everybody's looking for in America to be uh, the spokesman of freedom and, and um, uh, being brave about and, and being nationalistic and being proud of where you're from, why are we going around sucking other countries by blowing them up, tearing them up, and killing mm-hmm. in order to, you know, to, to create uh, so-called order? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and, you know and, and, and that's what they thrive off of, order out of chaos. Yeah. You know? Well. They, they create chaos, and then they try to come in with a solution of order. Mm-hmm. You know, and they make it look like, you know, they are heroes to us. Like we can't save ourselves. <laughs> right. Um, it's the facade, I see, the matrix. But anyway, sorry. I I would like to uh, extend on that. And like I said, I'd I like to go, you know, a little bit deeper than the surface, you know, because what you yeah. see on your skin might, what you don't see on your skin might be within the body. All and right. when we speak of the most high and we speak of, you know, the world and the people in the world and nature itself and life itself, um, he does put in place the word greed as well as the word charity. Uh, You know, uh, he puts in place these different forms of, you know, language of words. And greed itself, how would you know greed? (laughs) How would we know the the bad as well as the good? You know, how would we know? You know what I'm saying? And in in the same book of Isaiah that I read, it says, you know, they turn good and make it evil and make bad, you know, evil good. So, you know, in order to understand and distinguish between the two and be be able to discern, you have to experience to balance out anything in life. You have to have a balance. You have to have the good as well as the bad, the sorrow as well as the happiness, you know. So that is a typification of greed. I mean, on a large scale, but it's greed, is it not? Yes. 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 And, and you know another thing about the 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 elite, and when you do uh, extensive research on them, you learn that they actually learn how to be cold and callous. They they actually their their uh, their uh, emotions on compassion and love for humanity. They they lose all of that. You know, Would you so they, say that they had a reprobate mind and that that was the way they were, the way he put them, in, it, it made them? Well, it just seems to me that their 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 educational system is, you know, they're learning to think in a satanic type of way to not have no compassion for their fellow man, and that's why they're 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 stealing all the wealth. And mm-hmm. so that's that's why I see in the scriptures when the Most High say the the elder shall serve the younger. Mm-hmm. I know. And, and someday soon, all the things that they've done and all these things that they've gotten away with, you know, their time is going to come and they're going to reap what they sow. So, you know, the, the scriptures are crystal clear on that, and that's why, I, you know, I got a, 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 a such a love for this for this law. Um, Ema, I'm going to do the same thing as you. I'm going to be off this call in about three minutes, so I don't know if somebody else wants to take over, but you know, 
It'll be 7 o'clock my time in three minutes. So I'll just put that out there. Yes, sir. I'm, yeah, I'm getting ready to get off, but I enjoyed it. Brother Eric, uh, hopefully, Sister uh, Eric and Crystal, I could talk to you all tomorrow. Uh, 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 Bernard, I appreciate, you know, coming in as you do diligently and sharing your, you know, information. Brother Gavin, you know, please come back again because you're uh, full of wealth and knowledge, your experiences. And, and, and Brother Bernard, what's your, your, what's your concert's name again? Uh, Sister Monica. Sister Monica, thank you for such a, a good insight, you know, and I love everybody, and let's do this thing. Let's let's carry it on. Let's keep the faith, and let's really move forward and understand it's just not about the, you know, the evilness in the world. It's about us typifying and showing that there is good, you know, in us and in, you know, our yeah. people, you know. Yes, ma'am. And I appreciate, and I appreciate yes, everyone, and I love everyone. Love you all, too. Love you, too. Uh-huh. Love the family. Love the family. Love. We're going to end the call right here, Nation. Shalom. Shalom. Shalom.